Stevens, I play Damien in the Omen. Listen to the bad boys, or else. You know, they say when you play records backwards, it is. We just sounded Russian. <laughs> we did, right? Right? Yo, I, I ain't gonna lie, that kind of slapped, dude. That, that yeah, was pretty hard. That was kind of cool. No, it worked pretty good. The remix was pretty awesome. <laughs> so that's just a little, little, little preview to the homework there. Well done, Tony. Did you say it kind of slapped? Yes, he picked up the kid, modern kid lingo. Is that what kids are saying these days? Brought it to the podcast. It slaps. You ain't got you ain't got preteens, man. Come on, (laughs) I got a preteen, but she's not on the internet. She's not on that level. Is she she on Discord? Is she on Reddit? Are you kidding me? Man, well, they keep her that way, then, man. Uh, Yeah, yeah. It's not for school. It's easy. We'll have to yeah. take it away if she never had it. <laughs> so, yes. You know what else slaps hardly? This podcast. Yeah, this baby. Podcast. <laughs> we'll kick you all the lingo today, Grandpa. We're about to randomly rent all things movies, or we're going to movie things all on rants, random podcast boys bad. I'm your host, Fonzo, a.k.a. Mike Lowry. Joining me as always. Harley, a.k.a. Marines of Marbs in the Brat. And I'm Tony, a.k.a. MCP. I'm just going to randomly, like, fucking drop backwards Russian talk. Like, well, there was that one. Um, was it Farside or the Beastie Boy that did the reverse? Uh, Farside. Was it Drop, right? Yep. Well, the beat's like backwards, yeah. Oh, that's oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That kick... Yeah, you're right. It was kind of ru- ru- Russian there, right? It was like... You gotta kick something that means something. There it is, see? And the, the whole video, they're like walking in reverse. They're walking backwards, that's right? right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because the shirts are off, and they come on. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. More trucks and cyber cells. Yeah. Harley, did that song slap? Dude, that album holds up really, really well. Like, if anybody wants to hear like some, while Farside was quote unquote West Coast hip hop. I think they're one of the bands that kind of like spanned the country. They weren't, it wasn't like West Coast gangster up. It was like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like this feel good, happy, like stoner hip hop. Yeah. You just got to say it slapped coast to coast. Like, right. Like, I know. There you go. More like old grandpa. You see? Right, right. Yeah, I know. It's just, but, like, um, it up already. I find myself going back to that album a lot. Yeah. Um, when I want to listen to hip hop. What's the album like, called? Um, uh, Lab Cabin, California. Yeah, I was I was thinking it was Bizarre Ride to the Far Side, but no, that's the first one. So, um, yeah, no, with running like yeah, drop actually drops not even one of my favorites on the album, but um, it's uh, yeah, it's just a feel good a feel good album that that always brings me back and absolutely. 
So, anyway. no, but yeah, you did sound Russian though, there, Harley. Yeah, and, and and I, didn't, I didn't think you you saying um, hold still could sound any creepier. Any creepier? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Hearing yes. it in reverse is even creepier. Yes. Right. Would you agree, Tony? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was weird. It was really creepy. <laughs> well, we got a lot of extras tonight, so we're gonna we're gonna do a speed rounds on them. We're gonna do we're gonna go through them really quick here. But uh, also, we got the homework and the extra credit we got going on tonight. I'm looking at the uh, the uh, the website, Tony. I don't know if it's me or is it not updated. What? Oh, here it is. I messed it. I I had I just had to scroll down. My bad. Ah. It's on there. Yeah. Homework is Krampus. Extra credit is Die Hard. So I should probably change uh, it. Yeah, now. We only got two calls, so we're we're we're. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's up with these jabronis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's going on? I mean, it was Christmas. There was a holiday, so there was a lot of things going on. So. Uh, so, so should I should I go ahead and change it now? I could change it yeah. now. Oh, you can change it now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go ahead and change it. So yeah. So Harley, what uh, you got the holiday weekend here? You're laying on your back. Probably watched a lot of movies. What'd you watch? Yeah, I did. I did get a chance to um, watch some. Hold on, let me. I'll, I'll do a speed round of. I have a wall on my. Yeah, I got. I got IMDb. So, um, uh, I'll start with the worst. First, I think I have three. Tony, Christmas Chronicles, Girls in the Mist, Plane Trains. Yeah, um, yeah. We watched. I wanted to watch Tenant on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. but Chris, Chris was all like, "No, we should be like a family and do a Christmas movie." And I was like, "Bah humbug!" <laughs> <laughs> so she was. Uh, she picked the Christmas Chronicles, but luckily I was drinking, so I had some rum. So uh, that that made it that much more doable. Um, yeah, this movie's trash. It's, uh, it's garbage. Um, it's a waste of time. It, it's, it's all the same shit. I mean, it's good for kids. That would be enjoyed a waste it. of time. Uh, it's got, um, Julian Dennison from Hunt for the Wilder People. He's sort of like, quote unquote, the villain. Okay. He's in Deadpool too. So he's that kid. He's the Kiwi. So, um, yeah. um, He's in it. He plays. He p- plays uh, Bell Bell Snicky Bell Snickle Bell Snickle. I don't know if that's a real like sort of historical per- person. Uh, oh, you know who's you know who's actually like passable in this movie? Ironically, um, Tyrese. He's essentially a cameo. It's he's there at the beginning and the end. He's yeah. the new love interest for the mother, and um, he's like. I don't know, like, there's something about him. And I hate Tyrese, right? <laughs> like, his character in The Fast and Furious. <laughs> um, what are we reviewing he, again? The the Christmas Chronicles Part 2. Tyrese was in it? Yeah, he's it's a cameo. I mean, he's in it for, like, he's on screen time for, like, 10, 15 minutes. But he's, he's like, the love interest to the mother. And his son is one of the main characters. So the first movie, the main character was the youngest brother and the oldest brother and or no excuse me the the sister and the youngest the two brothers in the first movie and this one it's just the sister and um the neighbor kid the the tyrese's kid it's not a neighbor it's like it's going to be her stepson they're engaged or stepbrother excuse me so they just got they were like all right the old kid doesn't want to be in this one he's in it it's like a cameo um, but uh, Kurt Russell's on screen. Like, what it is is they the movie starts off in Cancun, and the two fans. 
Yeah, yep, no yep. The two families are supposed to spend time, they're supposed to spend Christmas in Cancun. And ironically, when it started, I was like, yeah, actually, okay, I can dig this movie. And Tyrese, and they're all wearing, like, fucking swim trunks, and they're all, you know, they're going to do Christmas. And I was like, yeah, I liked it. And then all of a sudden, we get transplanted back into the North Pole, and it's all, like, bad CG and shit. And I think some of it, too, is, like, it's cold and snowing outside. I'd much rather watch a movie that takes place in fucking, you know, Mexico right now just because of the weather. So, um, but, you know, it's all the same shitty tropes. Um, if you like the first one, you'll probably like this one. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right, next. Okay. Uh, all right. Gorillas in the Mist. Well, oh, you want to go back and forth? Okay, you want to tag team like DJs? Cool, I like it. All right, so I watched the. I fi- I finally finished the HBO series Ballers. I had started it a while back, like when it first started. I went into three seasons, and for some reason, I just stopped. Like, this thing premiered in 2015. I don't know for whatever reason I stopped. Um, but then I was like, you know, I had the free time in the morning, and like I'd pop, I'd watch one or two in the morning. I was like, you know what? I gotta finish this. There's only five five seasons. I gotta finish it. And The Rock's great in this, and and so is our boy who's in the homework, um, John David Washington, who plays Ricky Jarrett, plays a wide receiver in this. So I got a dosage of uh, John David all 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 week long here. So um, yeah, everyone that's in is good. So is Rob Corddry. Uh, you know, they, he's like a pretty much playing himself. The Rock, he's a former. Miami college football player. Then he played pro for a little bit until he got hurt. Then he wants to finance money for. Um, well, then John play. David Washington was a running back before he became an actor. Was it really? He got drafted by the fucking St. Louis Rams. Damn. Well, that and makes sense. He got, he's running through the halls, man. Yeah, and then he got put on the. Uh, he was just practice squad. He never actually played, and then he played for like the AA version okay. or whatever. So, yeah. But yeah, he actually was an undrafted free agent for the fucking okay. Rams. Yeah, well, it's funny. It's got the same like feel, like entourage. You know, you got like one. He's Ricky J. He's got his boy that's with him always and watching his back. And then uh, you got um, other characters like Omar Benson Miller, who plays Charles Green, who's who's trying to like uh, run his. He, so you got all these like three main characters, like uh, The Rock, John David Washington, and then Omar Benson, and they go back and forth between them. And it's just a cool, fun, like just easy to watch. You know, thirty minute episodes. They're really quick to watch and a lot of fun. And like I said, only five seasons, so I'm buying the whole series for a dollar. It was a lot of fun to watch. I'd buy that for a dollar. Uh, Chris wanted us to watch Grills in a Mist. Chris uh, studied um, uh, Great Apes when she was back in college, when she was doing her undergrad in anthropology, and she had originally wanted to be um, one of these people that study apes. Fucking, I can't think of them. Anyways, this one uh, follows the... Diane Fossey, which like the man was, in the yellow hat. What? Oh no, no, that's uh, that's, that's curious, uh, George. Yeah, thank you. No, this is based on true story. Uh, I'll spoil it. Um, she's, Have you seen this before? No, I'd never seen this before. Yeah, it stars Sigourney Weaver. It's 1988, and ironically, the movie came out three years or two years after the woman died. She was murdered oh. in Africa, and um, story of Dion Fossey. Yeah, um, Diane. It's pronounced Diane. Okay. But um, yeah, it's a good movie. It's it's um it's good because of the source material, like the direction, like the score, and like the editing. Um, it kind of hit, it tries to hit some of the like the dramatic tropes of the eighties. Um, so this one's got a seven point oh. The source material is really compelling. Like you know, she's um. 
she's a young woman. She goes to Africa to study the the um, the silverback or the gorillas. And, and there's a lot of political strife, and so she's constantly. But what happens is as the years go on, she ends up spending 20 years there. The movie really doesn't clarify that. Um, as she, the longer she stays there, the more kind of eccentric she becomes as, um, uh, what's the word? Like she is, she's one with the apes, right? She's she's not a human anymore. She's She's literally like, like the Tarzan? big thing out. What's that? Isn't she like Tarzan? Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, no the shit. Loin, I mean, she's loincloths and swinging through vines. It's, it's it's some serious shit, you know. She more or less spends eighteen years there. I mean, she comes back to the states uh, to do some minor stuff, but for the most part, she spends most of her time there. And I think it's Rwanda. And uh, she becomes more and more. Uh, uh, re- she becomes eccentric, like. Uh, uh, what was the wealthy guy that um, Hugh Hefner, not Hugh Hefner, um, uh, he, Howard Hughes, you know, sort of this recluse. The only thing she wants to do is hang out with the fucking apes. Um, oh, yeah, and, Rick Baker did him. Yeah, so, so the cinematography of the movie is fucking amazing. The cinematography wow. is a Slater because there's a ton of he is the same guy that did Mad Max Fury. Oh, yeah, well. well, he's done a bunch of shit. I know that much. Yeah. Um, and so um, there is most of the scenes with gorillas are real gorillas, right? So I don't know. I didn't pay attention to where they filmed it, how they shot it. I think they, they had to have gone there um, because most of the gorilla stuff is, uh, you know, it's like watching BBC's Planet Earth, right? Except for it's Sigourney Weaver. There's no CG back in 1988. There's some instances where she's handling an infant gorilla. And because of the nature of gorillas, you can't handle infants if their parents are around. Because I guess they get quite aggressive. So they actually had a... Because I knew it too. I was looking at them like, it doesn't look like an ape, but it's it's not a robot. It's not a puppet. It's moving like an animal, but it's got weird. Well, what they did was they took, uh, it wasn't a bonobo, but one of the other great apes. And they put on like makeup to make this, um, it's not an orangutan, the other one, chimpanzee. They, they took a fucking chimpanzee, an infant chimpanzee, and put like makeup on it to make it look like a gorilla. They're both great apes, similar. The naked eye, you wouldn't tell the difference. But there's a couple hands um, like hand puppets, um, I think an arm, and I'm like, oh, I can tell that that's that's like robots, but it's done really sparingly and it's done really well. So I, I wouldn't say this is like Jurassic Park showing off um, Baker, but um, the cinematography of like getting the apes and stuff is really really good. Uh, the performances are good. Sigourney Weaver's really good in it. Um, You'd recognize Brian Brown. Those are more or less the um, the main characters, but um, you know, I, I would say it'd be more interesting to watch a little documentary on it. Um, you know, the movie's two hours long. It's 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 uh, it's interesting if you find the subject matter interesting, but the movie in and of itself isn't great. Like I said, there's some structural issues. You know, it tries to shoehorn in a ton of information about her and the gorillas and Rwanda and Africa and 
and all the shit that comes along with all that chaos. And, you know, she ends up becoming this sort of thorn in the side to the locals because her, her priority is to save the gorillas and they are being killed and kidnapped to get sent to zoos and be used as trophies or poached. And the local government's like, we got bigger fish to fry, right? Lady, we're fucking starving to death. I don't give a shit that the gorillas are getting killed off. And she becomes a, you know, an activist. I think that was the word I was looking for. So, um, it's a very interesting story. Uh, movie gets a low dollar. Um, subject matter is, uh, I buy that for a dollar. But, uh, yeah, if you're all interested. I'm going to get you a dictionary so you can look up speed round on the dictionary and, and you can see the definition of what that means. I don't think you grasp the definition of speed round, which was your idea, by the way. I did. Well, I, I, that was, I, I feel like I was kind of speedy. Harley? I mean, Tony? I mean, compared to how long he normally takes. Right? <laughs> it, wasn't fa- it wasn't fast, but it was faster than he normally does it. Right? It didn't seem fast, but okay. Exactly. Okay. Back to the Future 3, 1990. Saturday, outdoor screening. Written directed by Robert Zemeckis. Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd come back. Got Mary Steenbergen. This is the one that takes place in the Wild West. Not my favorite of the three, but there are some cool scenes with the steampunk train. And I do love seeing the hoverboard mixed with the train in the Wild West. Future technology with old technology. I think that's cool. His, uh, him in his cowboy suit with his Nikes. And they reference them as Nikkei's. You know, they make fun of his outfit. Um, he's playing separate case, playing like an Irish former himself named Seamus, which is kind of funny. Um, so again, the whole trilogy, you know, it's pretty much a Slater, but if you're going to rate them individually, I'm going to give this one a dollar because it's, it's not my favorite. It's not the one I I'd buy that for a dollar. That's how you do it. It, it was definitely um, pushed for the Western theme, to sure. remember. But I, what I do give it a dollar for is we do spend more on Christopher Lloyd's character, which is cool. Uh-huh. See him, you know, being almost like the lead, you know. Right. Having the love interest and and uh, we just get more of them, which is cool. I think letting him, letting him get the shine is really cool. Mm. And then Biff comes back. Obviously, he has uh, beautiful yeah, Mad Dog Tannen. He's like he's like what's the word I'm looking for? Like he's secretly one of like the greatest villains of all time because of it in in those movies. Absolutely, it's great. So. Yeah, and all of them, right? <laughs> just he's scary. Yeah, he's no, he's always yeah, one, he's a, yeah. So, yeah, cool. All right, what else? What's on the list? Uh, I will rewatch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. This is churning into one of my favorite comedies of all time. Like, it's top five, like, um, coming to America, especially, like, if you go back to, like, the 80s. Um, you know, that's sort of uh, this one. You know, any of the, like, straight-up comedies, family-friendly comedies, this one holds up so well. It's John Hughes, written and directed. John Candy, Steve Martin. Um, a man must struggle to travel home for Thanksgiving with a lovable oaf of a shower curtain ring salesman as his only companion. This has the funniest, the funniest fucking scene in movie history when um, uh, John Candy's Dell. He doesn't fall asleep, but he's spacing out and he's driving on the wrong side of the road. And there's the uh, the other the other um, people, and they're like screaming out the window. And Steve Martin's character is asleep, and John Candy's like, "Yeah, you must be drinking crazy." It's like fucking crazy scene. And then uh, they get sandwiched between two oncoming big rigs, 
mm-hmm. and the camera pans and they're skeletons, right? It's just their face because they're screaming because they're going to mm-hmm. die. And then it pans over to John Candy and he's wearing a devil costume <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> it's just, I know it's cheesy. No, they have um, a picture of him with the horns and everything. Oh, it is so, yeah. the movie's so fucking hilarious. Um, you can tell that it's just too talented comedic. You know, Steve Martin plays this like sort of rich guy who's very entitled because he knows that he can just throw money at the problem. But as he finds out, as the movie progresses, um, Candy's character just brings him down to earth and, and he's he's just a lot more appreciative. So it definitely is a holiday movie in that sense, right? So this one takes place during Thanksgiving, not Christmas, but right. this is absolutely, I could watch this every year during the holiday season. This one is, I, I would just gladly watch this as a as a Christmas movie, even though it does take place during Thanksgiving. It, it definitely, it you know, so we were talking about what makes a movie a holiday movie kind of thing. And it's that, you know, family being thankful, appreciative kind of stuff. And this one hits all those. So, um, I had absolutely watched this over and over again. So it absolutely gets a slider. That was a fucking movie. I'm thinking too, it's like, not like a, um, a buddy cop movie, but a, a comedy duo movie. It's a, it's a road trip movie yeah, and a road trip one. So, you know, we see like Tommy boy, right. You know, other ones like that. So it's not the first to do it, you know, but, uh, well, it's probably one of the earliest to do it very well, and then it became, you know, the trope off the success of something like this. You know, yeah. it's like but you've had other comedic duos before. Is what I'm saying. Oh, of course, of course. Do the um, road trip and do the yeah. And where this formula was super easy to do is like I right, put two funny comedians right. together on a road trip and make it work. Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, what else we got, Tony? Uh, Family Stone, Night Before. Oh, Family Stone. Fuck, that's right. Okay, so my buddy had posted on, on Instagram that he always watches this at Christmas time. And I'm like, all right, well, let's watch it. And he's like, all right. It's got like a huge cast. It's got um, uh, who's it? Claire Danes, Diane Keaton, Rachel McAdams, Dermot Maroney, Craig T. O'Neillson, Sarah Jessica Parker, Luke Wilson. I mean, it's huge, right? And uh, they're coming home from for the holidays. Dermot Maroney's dating Sarah Jessica Parker. She's from like she's super like um, uppity, and people and the family doesn't like her. And they're super rude to her in the beginning, especially the mom. So it's super awkward. Then you see Luke Wilson's being super nice to her, and right off the bat, Amy's like, "Oh, they're gonna hook up." I'm fucking sure as hell, she's not right if they don't, you know. And then Claire Danes is um, Sarah Jessica Parker's sister. She gets called in, and it's one of those like just. I could see why people enjoy this and watching it. You know, it was it was all right. It wasn't. I I don't know, see why he likes it so much, especially in the very beginning. Like everyone's so mean spirited and like mean, and I'm like, this, this is going to turn around soon, right? It's like comedy drama drama romance, and uh, it's supposed to be a feel good uh, movie. And like in the cover, it's got like the ring finger flicking you off, kind of. It's like yeah, that's pretty much what you guys are doing. I don't know. It's like. Uh, She's trying her hardest to be, you know, liked by everybody, and, and they're just being mean to her, and like they're a quirky family, and um, yeah, I mean, as far as when I watched it, it's fine. Would I revisit it during the Christmas time? Probably not, not for me, um, but I can see what people like it. So to me, it's like a low dollar. I give it, I guess, you know. I'd Those buy that for a dollar. You know, Rachel McAdams is super easy to look at, so it always comes. <laughs> I think so that's gonna just just put it over the hump a little bit. So, all right. So what else? Uh, night before Leon the Professional. 
Oh, fuck, I did see a lot. God damn. Forget yeah. about all these. Jesus Christ, that's what Harley was talking about. Okay, so night before, my buddy uh, Jeff's always told me to watch this, another Christmas movie to watch. I think this we did that one and then this one back to back. And uh, directed, directed by Jonathan Levine. On Christmas Eve, three lifelong friends spend the night in New York City looking for a holy grail of Christmas parties. And this stars Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and um, Papa Doc from 8 Mile, Anthony Mackie, a.k.a. Falcon. Um, this one has Lizzie Kaplan, which is always going to put put it over the hump as well, too, with this one. But yeah, Seth Rogen, J- Joseph Gordon, they worked in that one cancer movie, 50 50. You guys remember that? So I don't know if they did this right after. So they formed a little like, uh, friendship there. But it's just a comedy, you know, where they, um, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt's, um, he loses his parents very young, and uh, his, two, his two friends always get together on Christmas and just hang out. And they always have a good time. So they've had this friendship for a long time, and they have this tradition. Well, every Christmas Eve, they'll hang out and, uh, and just party it up. And uh, Seth Rogen's about to be a dad, but his wife is like, here. She gives him like a little tin full of all these random drugs. I'm like, oh, this is Harley's night right here. This is perfect. Um, uh, but there's always this party that's a, that's always eluded them. They've always wanted to go to this like huge Christmas party. And uh, Joseph Gordon was working as a waiter at some party. The guy that hands him his coat is being a real dick to him. So while he's putting the coat away, he sees the tickets are in there. So he straight jacks them and, and quits the job. Straight jack him. Straight jack him. And then he takes the tickets. So they're going to go to the party afterwards. But before that, it's all the little shenanigans they get into before. So, you know, it's pretty funny. It's got its funny moments. It's not like, my buddy just finds it super hilarious. You know, I find it, you know, somewhat hilarious. Um, but uh, again, uh, oh, Michael Shannon's in it too. He's always great. And then we get cameos with uh, Miley Cyrus and uh, a certain James Franco. You know, whenever freaking Seth Rogen shows, you're going to have the Franco show up, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, some some funny gags here and there. Um, not hilarious life. Like I, I don't know if I'd watch this over and over again uh, during the Christmas season. But it is. I did. Like I said, when I was saying last week, I didn't realize there are that many. I just always kind of kept in my little bubble, watched the same ones over and over again. So I didn't really start venturing now until I'm like, oh shit, there are fucking a lot of movies, especially newer ones. So I don't know what I was tripping about. So this one, yeah, I'm gonna give this one a dollar as well. I'd buy that for a dollar. And then Leon the Professional, we've all seen this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, really, need to go. Uh, I'm not say too much about it, but it's written directed by Luke Besson. I know Tony's a big fan of Fifth Element. So uh, what, what I found interesting was La Femme Nikita, he had done prior, and John Renault was in it. And he liked his character so much that he pretty much wrote this for him and uh, gave him the script. And uh, um, yeah, he plays Leon the Professional. Gary Oldman, Stansfield is a crazy crooked cop, you know, takes a pill. He swallows it a certain way, which is kind of funny. Um, and Natalie Portman, young, young Natalie Portman, it's like 11 in the movie, plays Matilda. Then uh, Yellow is Tony, who pretty much hires him, you know, and he's a cleaner. So he, he he's a hitman pretty much. Uh, I always dug the look of it. I always thought it was cool, like the certain shots like they have in New York. And uh, Gary Oldman's just a creepy bad guy in it. I, I loved him in it. Uh, I love the hip training the little girl. I, like I said, a big revenge movie, right? She wants revenge because her family was killed. She's pissed off. Like, why did they kill my twelve? You know, my my little brother. He didn't do anything. So she like, you know, because her, her mom wasn't a real mom and her dad was a prick and the sister hated. So she already had a terrible life. Um, but that one scene where she she earns her acting chops is man when she's standing in the hallway with the groceries and walks by her family and she can see that you know. No, that's down. right. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, crying yeah. her eyes yep. out and she and Luke's beside, and she, you know. Um, uh, Leon's looking through the peephole with his gun to the door, and she's crying like, "Please let me in, you know, please let me in." He's knocking, knocking. But the third time he finally lets her in, you're like, "Oh, thank God!" Um, some cool, you know, some cool scenes, you know, some um, 
uh, lots of milk, lots of milks being consumed, a lot of watering of the plants. Uh, uh, the only the weird part that I I don't like is how when she starts falling for him, you know, and she kind of like like tells him she's like falls for him and likes him and he's like super awkward. It, it makes you uncomfortable and awkwardly. Yeah. Well, that's because she. He is, oh, I know he, she's battered. I mean, she's gone through some shit, but it's well, like, yeah. I know she's wanting a father figure, but she wants like a, like even, even he says, you don't even know what love is. What are you talking about? You know? Yeah, that's, that comes I heard that age. it's, it comes from Luke Bazan being a pedo pervert. Oh, is really? Why? Yep. Okay. Oh, no. so, okay. So then it makes it even more awkward then. Cause yep. I was trying to like, he originally <sighs> wanted to actually have them have a, like a, a sexy scene together. What? Yeah, oh. dude, it, it's kind of gross. gross. It's kind of gross. Yeah, <sighs> it, it, See, I feel like a dick if I give it a Slater now. I know, <laughs> I know. It's it's. It, ever since I read that, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I can watch that movie again. The it's same like way. Your parents were in the movie, right? And she's great in it. She does a really well job, you know. And uh, he himself he's has like, five kids. Who does? Luke the son. Oh, he's been married oh. four times. Uh, I'm looking at his Wikipedia to see if it has any. Yeah, because I watched the behind the scenes too, and they were talking about it, you know. And they wanted he. There was a one line. One of the I think I don't know if it's a DP or somebody had said, "I want." He's like they had. They were looking at all these like 15 and 16 year old girls, you know. And uh, he was like, "No, no, I want. I want somebody that thinks they know about sex, but they don't know about sex. Make them look like that they're really young." And I'm like, "What's a weird thing to say?" Like why you know like why would they, why would you even need to talk about that at all? Like this movie would be fucking great if they didn't have that like mixed yep. in it. And, w- and what kills me like when you watch it, it's like two or three times. You know? Have you did you watch the American version or the international version? Because apparently that one's even worse. Okay, so when I first started, it said uh, it said regular and the unrated or I don't know if it was unrated. uncut or, like an uncut version. Maybe that's it. yeah. So yeah, so that one apparently has. Uh, the extra scenes are when she tries to get him to kiss her or and seduce him and get him into bed. Yes, that, that's, that's the uncut awkward. version. The American version has those out. Okay. This see, this is okay. what uh yeah this is what Tony's talking about. Um, Besson's second wife was actress and director Maywe Labesco, who he started dating when he was thirty-one and she was fifteen. Yep. Oh, they were married in late nineteen ninety-two when Labesco, sixteen, was pregnant with their daughter Shanna, who was born in January nineteen ninety-three. Labesco later claimed that their relationship inspired Besson's film *Leon*, where the plot involves the emotional relationship between an adult man and a twelve-year-old girl. Their marriage ended in ninety-seven when Besson became involved with actor. Milia Jehovovich during what? the filming of The Fifth Element. Element? He married the 21-year-old oh, in 1997 at age of 38, but they divorced in 1999. Yeah. So he ended up marrying Mia Jehovovich. How old was Mia? She was 21. He was 38. That's like Tony right now, right? <laughs> That's what I did. Yeah. That's what I did. Okay. So, okay, so 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 the other side of that is that um at the time in France the legal age of consent was 15 but a minor was still considered someone under the age of 18. Well, and, and so there's it, gray area over there. Yeah, whether it's legal or not, 
is beside right. the point. What you, right. 31-year-old I'm saying. wants to be with a teenager? I, I, I mean 30 I guarantee you I, that's... that's grow up. I guarantee like, you that that was like that hundreds of years ago. That That's exactly what it was. Well, it's because we, we married people to procreate with them. No, you fuck case, people to procreate with them. <laughs> you don't marry. You marry for property. Oh, that's, well, yeah, that's another big one, of course. Yes, very right, correct. Like it's 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 all over the place. You know, right. our history with with sex and marriage. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, what was acceptable a hundred years ago is not acceptable to today. Right, and there's um, people that just carry the old ways with them. I mean, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, but. Psychology has shown that it's not great for the fifteen-year-old to marry the thirty-one-year-old. It's not. It's oh, not. Yeah, um, yeah. But nobody, <laughs> nobody uh, accepts science until like right, five hundred right, years until later. The fucking world melts and uh, <laughs> yeah, the pandemic kills yeah, a million people. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the <laughs> science science shows that you're not a full adult until you're thirty. Your your prefrontal cortex is not developed. Still a full adult yet. Twenty mid twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. Yo, I just got toy cars for fucking Christmas. You think I'm going up yet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come on now. Right. Did I got a Ninja Turtle shirt? Come on, man. Yep. We, 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 yep. we toys are both kids, man. Oh, yeah, man. I'm still watching fucking uh, cartoons. You're watching Clone Wars. Yeah, exactly. I'm, uh, that, that, Dude, that's like... I'm wearing my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt right now. <laughs> See? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So, okay. So, you know what? If I were to watch... I'm a, so, from now on, I'm always watching the American American version. version exactly. Because yeah. even crew was watching it with me, and he was like, going, this, he's like, this is weird. I'm like, I know, right? I'm like, I don't remember this. I, and I, I was tripping out because I, I guess I've always watched the American version. I don't remember yep. this. Yep. There's one scene where she's like, you know, um, he's like, here, let's let's lie. To, lie yeah, I'm, we're going to sleep together, right? But, like, just you, he's lying there like completely nervous, and she's, like, sleeping. And then, like, she just grabs his own one arm to, like, go to sleep, you know, and he's like, Still sitting there, still like, what the fuck? You know, he's like, he rarely sleeps. I know he always talked about. He's like, once you killed one person, you sleep with one eye open the rest of your life. Um, so it was like super awkward. You could even tell he's completely awkward. And I'm like, if you're awkward, the fucking audience is awkward. So that makes so much sense now. That, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. So, okay. So if without all that, then yeah, the movie's a slater for sure. Then I'm not <laughs> the watching Amer- the American version's a slater. Yes. That was a fucking movie. Yeah. The other one is just too much, man. It's just like, weird. it's like, like I said, like, one time I was like, okay, you know, he says it. He's he sets her straight. He says, hey, not, that can't happen. Or you don't know love lives, you know. Just and he says, don't don't mention, don't bring it up again. Don't talk about it again. And they do it again. It's like, all right. The third time, I'm like, all right, this is getting out of fucking hand, you know. It's like, okay, so that makes sense. All right. All right. What was the other one? He's so relieved. <laughs> I, yeah, dude, yeah. I was so, dude, it was so awkward watching it, man. I was like, I don't know why it's, you know, it's like, why yeah. is it like this, you know? I mean, one time, okay, you know, you say like, you know, it's like, you know, you've seen like kids go, oh, my dad's my hero, or, you know, they, you've seen students fall in love with the teachers all the oh, time. Oh, oh, um, we've had yeah, similar, like, Chris has had similar conversations with Mazzy, where Mazzy was like, if he wasn't my dad, he'd really be, I'd be hot for him, or something like that. Like, Mazzy admitted to Chris that she'd have a crush on me if, yeah, if I yeah, wasn't dad. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. that's normal. Yeah. That's, that's, you know. Like Trump, Trump trying to fuck his daughter. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> completely different. So yeah. Um, no, that was him talking about his I daughter. Know, know. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Okay. So yeah, we have our own Luke Basson here in the states. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> true. High note. 
Yes, right. High note. Twenty twenty. Want to watch something with me? Name me together. Um, trying to find something. And I, I what's this other trailer for this? I'm like, oh, this looks kind of cool. Uh, I, you know, Amy likes Ice Cube and um, uh, Dakota Johnson's been looking real fine for some reason lately. So I'm like, yeah, let's watch it. This one's somebody for you, phone to me. Let's watch it. A superstar singer and her overworked personal assistant are presented with a choice that could alter the course of their respective careers. Dakota Johnson works for Tracy Ellis Ross, who plays Grace Davis, his pop star who like did a bunch of songs. She's super uber famous, and Dakota Johnson is her assistant. But in the in the meanwhile, she produces. She makes her own little beats. She starts remixing her songs. She wants to make something out of herself. And um, uh, uh, Ice Cube plays uh, Jack Robertson, who's kind of like her. Kind of like a manager, kind of takes everything, and uh, it's a pretty like safe movie. I mean, it's just uh, not really like so much stakes. You, you know, you pretty much can. See, it's like pay by numbers, as Harley would always say. Mm. You know, you got the person, you know, and they work for somebody, and she's got a career, and everything just falls into place. You know, there's one part, there's one hiccup where like, okay, everything goes back. So she goes to live back with her dad, who's Bill Pullman, which was real cool, came here to see, plays mm. a radio DJ, so you can see where she got her love of music from her dad, so she knows her music. And then uh, she finds this one singer who's really good. So like, oh, okay, she's going to manage him, prove to her that she can produce, yada, yada. And then at the end, it's just, you know, it's a happy ending. It's, it's just, like I said, it's it's just one of those, you know, that uh, pass the time. And it was fun. And the music that they did, uh, if it was original music, they're really catchy and they could make a really cool soundtrack. Because I think somebody must have some real songwriters and like every track they had for her. Because that's always the thing, right? Like when you – are you going to um, actually uh, – cover like you're gonna are you gonna be playing you to playing that uh like a biography you're playing a certain person so you already have the songs written but if you do a fictional character you gotta come up with fictional music right and sometimes it doesn't work but with this one look like they you know really had some cool songs and it really worked so so yeah this one the high note it's gonna get a, a, a not a high dollar but it's gonna get a dollar i'd buy that for a dollar right is that it? Uh, yeah, and then I, I watched uh, Solo, Star Wars Story. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Uh, it gets a slate I had a good time with that. I remember that was the first time I saw it. Yeah. You said it holds up well, huh? Solo, a Star Wars Story. Yeah, I, I love all the characters. I like revisiting. the. It, it's got good beats. It's got good pacing. The action's fun. Um, it's different. It's not a Luke Skywalker you know, saga. Mm. Um and it's and it's fun. Like um, I, I I enjoy uh, the robot, the, the characters. Uh, it's it's good. It's a good. It's good shit. So yeah, my boy Charles Gambino's in it. Yeah, John man. Favreau a, John Favreau does a voice. The only one I don't like is the female robot. Oh, it's my favorite robot, man. She's oh, so awesome. Dude, I Love her. <laughs> she's a, she's awesome. She's so annoying. She's yeah. Like social justice warrior. She's so annoying. Yeah, and it's oh, funny. Like robot hips too. It's so weird. It's <laughs> fucking funny. It, I remember watching it, thinking, "Yeah, the movie's not trying to be anything. It's not. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's you know trying to tell an origin story, but it's it it was less Star Wars and more space fun. Yeah, not the traditional sort of over the top big." space opera that the star right Wars it's 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 um you know it's not a use the force and <laughs> the force be with you it's on all that shit it's right. the it's the you know the the thieving you know criminal side of pirates yeah yeah underbelly of star wars yeah mm-hmm, the, exactly which is a big big side of the the story 
um and it's really cool because when when spoiler alert when maul darth maul comes on the screen um and and once you know the 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 his story from the clone wars i was like that's right he's deep into the underbelly like that's that has that's his new future it's cool it's really cool so definitely gets a slave for me now okay damn yeah oh i didn't like the way he got his name too it's kind of funny Oh, that it just got handed to him. I was yeah, like, "That's great! That's, really, that's the coolest name in the galaxy." That's how, that's how I got. I it. think that's awesome. <laughs> nope, there's no fancy, fancy uh, uh, story behind it. It's just someone put a stamp on you. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I love shit like that. Though. All right, cool. Was that all of them then? I think that's it. Cool. All right, then I think uh, we're ready to go to school. School is it, sucker? Are we doing? Are we doing homework? Is this your homework? Or extra credit? Is this your homework? Is this your homework? Is this yours, Larry? Is this your homework? Is this your homework? We know that this is your homework. We know that this is your homework. Well, it's really easy to do. I mean, it's not Krampus, so if you call in with Krampus, you're going to be sadly disappointed. You're not going to get any. Oh, I can't. Well, then all the city calls. I can't wait to hear. I can't wait. Yeah. Should we save homework last? We'll do extra credit first. Oh, I, feel like, shit. I feel like the homework's going to take I kind of feel like that. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Why not? Okay. Because Die Hard, I'm going to give it a Slater. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's classic. Oh, this is going to be a quick one, right? That was a fucking movie. Harley? Yeah, same. It's, that was a it, fucking uh, movie. It's, it's, a, it's a Slater because Fonzo and I have a soft spot. No, you don't need a soft spot. It's it's a solid movie, man. Like, oh yeah, I mean, just the, like the 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 every man was like the hero, right? Right. It wasn't like Arnold where he's all buffed up, right? But, but the best part is he's running around constantly doubting himself and talking shit to himself, like, "What the fuck are you doing, John? This <laughs> yeah, is stupid." Yeah. I'm like, "Yes, that's so real." Well, especially in the vents, you know. California. He's the least confident yeah. superhero. Yes, of all time, it's like but sure. I love the relationship he has with uh, Mr. Winslow too. The kind right, of, right. You know? mm-hmm. uh, the, the whole, the whole, you know, it's like his, like it's his Denim Glover, but not with him. You know, it's yeah, yeah that's kind of true. Yeah, and yeah. Me, and it's like cool. that's why I wish. That's why I always wanted him to come back. You know. Oh man. But yeah, it, but no, it's dude, it's Nakatomi Plaza, it's Hans Gruber, you know, it's fucking, it's, it's, come on, man. Oh man, and, and that uh, scene with his when... wife is hot. Oh, yeah, I, can't, I can't think of the actress now, but she's smoking in it. <laughs> yeah. Pulling up now. Uh-huh. I think she's only in the first and second one, too. Yeah. Kind of a bummer. Um, a my, it, when, when Hans Gruber is, is faking the American accent. Oh my God. Oh, every it's time. Such a good scene, man. Yeah. It is. Honey Bedelia, that's her name. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you want our IMDb picture? It's good. <laughs> this guy, yeah. He's like, oh, no. And you know, when I first watched it, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like, why is he talking like that? And then I was like, oh, he's disguising himself. I was like, okay. Because yeah. we knew he was a bad guy, but, you know, Bruce Willis didn't. So when I first watched yeah. it, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, now I know what he's doing, you know. But I love, too, the very beginning, too, like, you got the, 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 um, the Urkel, the, the hacker guy, he's all talking to the other other bad guy, and the security guys. Right before you ask him something, he's just go, "Oh, can you believe the score of that game?" They take him out. I'm like, "Damn, that was smooth." Yeah. The way they handle that, not even like talk to him for a little bit, or like 
tie him up, handcuff. Like, no, they just straight out took him out. That was badass. Well, I think also that this is a hard R. So it takes the hard R element from those 80s movies that were, you know, superheroes and then, you know, brings it down. Yeah, this is definitely a John McTiernan film. For Shout sure. out to Deborah White who played Argyle. Thought he was great. Argyle. <laughs> so awesome. He might be just chilling a little more weight. He might be just waited the whole time. It's awesome. <laughs> but Argyle was cool too. <laughs> yeah, so this this is certified. That was a fucking movie. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. 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 Tony's going to fuck people because nobody's going to give it a certified oh. slater. <laughs> Watch. Uh, that's true. Uh, so some of the calls, I'm going to have to advance them to the middle. Oh, yeah, um, a little bit. Oh, oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, but I'll just start. This is Savage Scott, and it's time to play everyone's favorite guessing game. <laughs> Who the fuck is Reggie? With your contestants, Reed from the NZ. Reed here. Art from Cali. Art from Cali. Donaldo. This is Nalo. And let's welcome our newest contestant, Evan from San Marcos. My name is Evan. And you, if you leave a message with your picks at 442-444-0742. Good luck, everyone. Oh, shit, that remind me. I did see two other movies. Motherfucker. Jesus Christ. I went to the drive-in with Scott. His voice reminded me. On Wednesday, I went to the to the to this drive-in and we watched Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Black Christmas. Um wow. uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night's a fun Christmas horror movie. It's just this uh guy who watched his kids or his parents get killed, dressed up as Santa, and uh every time he sees Santa he freaks out and one time he's working at a toy store and they make him dress up as Santa, it triggers him, and he goes on a killing spree. It's I awesome. swear it's we horror. I swear we we watched this. Yeah, I might, have, I might have made you guys watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Black Christmas. I don't I get the love of that movie. I'm always falling asleep. I'm almost bored with it. I know it's got John Saxon and Margot Kidder and all of, all of Hussey. It's like it's directed by Bob Clark, who directed the first uh, Christmas horror, uh, Christmas story. So he has a horror movie, Christmas movie, and, a, and like the classic Christmas movie. Uh, I just don't get the love for it. I, I, I was kind of dozing off. I'm granted my buddy bought Krispy Kreme donuts, so. We had just eaten one, and I was just like, kind of getting tired. It was like, you ate a donut, and you went to sleep after that. Well, no, it was, like, it was the second feature, you know. So it's carb crash, just, man. We had we had panda before that too, though. Oof, double carb crash. Exactly. Oh man, we had panda before because you know we wanted to bring in food. So, um, so yeah, and uh, and then we did like a gift, gift exchange after that too with the friend with my friend. So that was fun, but. Uh, yeah, that one I just I can't give it a rating because I don't really remember it that well. So. <laughs> I didn't watch the movie. I, I did, but I just can't remember. Like I don't, you know, it's like in pieces, you know, so it doesn't make yeah. sense. It's hard to review itself. But uh, Silent Night Dollar. All right. I'd buy that for a dollar. There we go. All right. Now so, we where are their points at? Trying to buy. Okay. Oh yeah. So uh, right now, Art's obviously the big leader with. Wait, does he have 87 points? <laughs> you tell us, man. You're the points. <laughs> you were asking us? Well, I have 66, but then right above it, I have 87. You just have random numbers written on your paper? No, I just write the scores, but then, you know, I make adjustments, and I don't always write the explanation for the judgment. For the, what? he had forty. Do you delete the calls? Do they get stored? Huh? 
I uh, know. No, I, I think what I have... Well, you want you want to play an old one? Is that going to give you the points? Or you want the I last was thinking, one? Yeah, I was thinking like last week. Last week's show, you hear the points. Jeez. You really uh, don't know. We need to ask him. That's hilarious. All right. All right. You want you want to do this live on the show? <laughs> Tony's doing? pissed. Tony's like, you had one job. <laughs> uh, Mark just on at 10.04. He just made his calls. Right, right. Late, late but on time. Let's <laughs> just uh, find out. The- she went up. Oh. Hit him. Spirit to say that. Oh, it's your heart. That's incredible. Welcome, girls, guys. Yeah, he fucking come in and take it all. Yeah, yeah, hardly. Boring, nothing. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about a weekend. Spirit to say that. Yes. You gotta watch. <laughs> oh, we're doing the the tournament. Until your fucking Well, that's where he might have got some points. Did he win the tournament? Yeah. Yes. And he well, got twenty points for the tournament, so that explains why there's a twenty point difference. Okay, so then he has 87 points. Yep, there it is. Okay. okay. All right. Oh, so he's got 87, so yeah, he, he could win it at any point now. Uh, Reed has 22. I think he only had 12, but we were like, fuck it, let's give him 10 just <laughs> for the fuck of it. Um, Evan's got 13 and a half. <laughs> And Donaldo has 37, soon to be 27 when I remove 10 points because he calls on Krampus or whatever the fuck. Oh, this is going to be brilliant. Um, I don't have a call from Reed, but... Oh. Oh, well. We threw it out there, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Here we go. Evan. Die Hard is clearly a slater. Um... And I think you all agree with that. Oh, certified Slater. And I'll double down. On that. That. Double down? So he doubled down. What? what? He said certified Slater, double down. That push for that. And I'll double down on that. That push oh, for that. Oh, shit. All right. Slater, certified he Slater, doubling down. Yeah, he didn't so, bet, but he did double down. No, that's the problem. It only gives him seven points. So, because he'll get six for the double down Slaters, and then a bonus point for getting all three right. So, in, in normal, that, that's great. He's got twenty and a half points, but he needed to gamble. Um, and I could barely hear him whispering, uh, assuming he he's got to make a call because his parents are in the other room, his baby's sleeping, and his wife's looking at him like, "Are you still playing this stupid tournament with these assholes? They <laughs> haven't you lost yet?" Oh shit! So yeah, he crushed it. Unfortunately, he was so far behind on the gambling. Um, he's only up to 20 and a half, but yeah. Merry Christmas, bad boys. Oh, he Tony doesn't like kids. it. Harley gives it a daughter. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Get back. No, I'm, I don't know if it's the right movie. Give oh. it a Slater. I don't care what you guys say. Anyways, anyways, it's not a freaking Christmas movie. Die Hard? Meh. But anyways, it's not a freaking Christmas movie. Get over it. I don't care what you guys say. Anyways. What the fuck? Well, Well, guess what? We're not going to care what you say in a little bit. I'm going to say Fonzo and Harley give it a Slater and Tony gives it a dollar. 
So yeah, those are my picks, and uh, we're just a few days from the new year, you know. So yeah, uh, talk to you guys soon. Take it easy. Bad boys for life. So he got two points, right? Yep. Okay. Because he was doing the diehard on that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. I, I thought for sure Tony was going to give us a dollar. That, I was expecting. I was ready to give it a dollar, but I enjoyed myself. So. Okay, good. Yeah. It's been a while since I'd actually seen it. So. Oh, nice. Okay. Hello, uh, bad boy. Hello, Felipe. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Do we get, we get an accent? Is that on Die Hard? Oh, oh shit. You like to say fun? On to the extra credit pick by my main man, Fonzo. He picked up a uh, classic in Die Hard, the original. Well, what the fuck? Uh, which is, is not a character? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is movie. I'm going to say this man is a Slater double down. I'm going to say my man Harley, Slater double down. And I'm going to say fucking MCP is a dollar. And I'm just saying that because that's what fucking Harley said last week. And I'm betting 13 points on that, oh, and hopefully oh, I got it. Oh, you're a late caller. Better late than never. Otherwise, have a great show. Bye, boys. Bye. That would have won. See, he fucked up. He doesn't need to gamble. Fucked up. Shit. Fucking dropping shit. Uh-oh. Shit. Hold on. He's, he, he has to call the nurse. Hit the, hit the life alert. <laughs> All right, all right. So he still did good. I mean, he didn't do bad. I'm not gonna give him the accent point. Fuck you. Uh, he got he got four points for double down Slaters, but then he lost thirteen. Right, right. So he had ninety one minus thirteen. <laughs> Dang, ninety one minus. 1378 Damn. That's all you need, man. Evan's going to creep up now. Watch out. Evan could could uh double down and not have basically half of what he bets everything though. He'd still he'd, he'd only he'd only have 45 points. Uh, so Okay. Oh, we might might not have a winner for New Year. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on to the to the actual homework now. Yeah, Reed said yeah. a call, right? Yeah. Right. We haven't got a call from Reed. He's probably still on a boat. He's he's I was he's he's traveling back into time so he can call us backwards and shit. I mean, he is forward a day, but it's That's earlier true. in the day, so he's wearing a Bruce. He might be watching Tenant and some yeah. shit. All right. So who had who has the homework? I assigned the homework, and I chose Tenet, um, not Krampus. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it was about time. Um, it's been out for a while. Uh, it's uh, it's one of the Christopher Nolan films, and, you know, we, we tend to cream all over those. Um, but none of us wanted to go to the theater, <laughs> and none of us wanted to pay a bunch of money to watch it. Uh, so one of the first ones I haven't seen of his in the theater. In the theater, yep, yep. Uh, but it was about time. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Armed with only one word, tenant and fighting for the survival of the entire world, a protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. 
that's a confusing uh, synopsis. It's appropriately confusing synopsis. It's an appropriately <laughs> confusing movie. Yeah. So and did yeah. anyone watch it more than once? I, no, I just watched it once last night. Okay. Uh, yes, I watched it twice. Okay. What about you, Fonzo? I watched it once. Okay. Yeah. Cool. The Tony can answer all the questions. Yeah, I watched it in reverse. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I watched it in reverse and forward at the same time. At the same time. I, I call it a pincher moment. Oh. A pincher moment. A pincher moment. <laughs> Not pincer movement, but the pincher <laughs> movement. There you go. Your left eye was watching him. Right you you got with, with, with 3D glasses on. Yeah. Pincher bowel movement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Needless to what I say, I had a headache at the end of the movie. Yeah. You like the Undertaker, your eyes rolled the back of your head. Yeah, throw us off, man. What did you man, think? Of this, this was this was such a cool movie to me. Like for, I watched oh. it for the first time uh, with my family. Dream, huh? uh, it was it was so cool. Um, and uh, I, I I watched it with my with my parents since I'm you know living here with them and we finally watched the movie together. We hadn't we hadn't watched any anything together because we got our you know our little our double TV set up in our room up here. We yeah. never watched anything together, and I was like, finally this. I was like, this this is this. You guys be haven't a- watched something together since El Topo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I have my family <laughs> traumatized. Throwback to the podcast. Like that, Harley. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we kept pausing it and talking about it. It's like, okay, what the fuck just happened here? What just happened there? Um, uh, it starts off following our boy, the protagonist, uh, kind of just showing his backstory, what kind of character he is with a little, a little hints here of weird shit, time, you know, reversal shit going on in the beginning. Uh, but he's not aware of it yet. And then, um, like, like how much are, are we going to spoil this? Like we can't, no. we can't spoil anything, right? Like, well, I feel we, like we can talk about it, but we got to give our ratings first. Yeah, sure. I feel like we can't really talk about anything because any part of it is is a spoiler. Like yeah, even even that first that first tip toe around this would be so ridiculous. It's not even it's not yeah. Weird. Oh, without a yeah. doubt. Yeah. So I, I watched it again because if so, this was a uh, high potential for a Slater, and well, watching it the second part. time, it's a Slater. I'm I, I'm loving this there. movie. There it is. Yep. So. I knew it. That was a fucking movie. Harley? Gets a dollar. Mm-hmm. I'd buy um, that for a dollar. Uh, I'll, I'll say this to the listeners, um, uh, because this isn't spoiler territory. So this is probably the most difficult to watch uh, of all of his movies. Maybe if you go back to Memento, it might be a, kind of like, but that one, it, it, it's all revealed at the end. No, yeah, but that one's also with with color and black and white. Yeah, this one has the the reds and the blues. That reds it, and blues, it, yeah. It's it's all over the place. The reds and the blues that tries to watch right. Yeah. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos um, this morning to try to explain <laughs> on your on. on your two hour walk. <laughs> right, treadmill. right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll say this: this is this is probably his most difficult. Yeah, no, um, it is difficult to to make the common audience happy um mazzy had no idea what was going on uh chris had no idea what was going on and then by an hour and 40 minutes into it she was done she just walked away she got up and left she was so bored because she couldn't follow along she had no idea 
Um, That's funny. He said oh, that. I, got up, I got up to go to the bathroom and, and I was telling him, I walked by him and I go, oh, I'm watching this movie where I kind of try to explain the plot. She goes, is that a Tony pick? I'm all, yep. This is not a Tony pick. It's a Christopher Nolan pick. It's like, do we have to? Right, right. Yeah, yeah I didn't pick Christopher Nolan. I just said that. <laughs> I, I, I was going to pick it too, of course, yeah, um, if one I of had a would. chance. One of us would. Um, I'll say this. Um, it's not my favorite Nolan film. In fact, it's probably one of my least favorite Nolan films for a lead. Um, John David Washington, I, he wasn't bad. I'm not... I'm not I'm not how some sort of like an acting critic here and I'm going to say his performance was bad. He didn't have the charisma that like Leo did in Inception like he just or or Matthew McConaughey like he it felt like he was always lucky to have the role and he was I don't know like his performance was say that cuz Christopher Nolan chose him like I know I know Christopher Nolan movie for a reason him and I know and he's you know in in his his comedic chops worked um there's you know like two or three jokes and kind of smiles and it worked I don't it wasn't bad but in an otherwise really amazing film it was amazing for a bunch of different other reasons. Is and black? Is that why? Yeah, you know me. Well, because I loved him in Black Klansman, and I think he's right. a talented actor. He's um, ballers. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, that's interesting you brought him up. So I don't quite feel he has the um, the star power that his father does, of course. Um, and if you go back into the you know the eighties and the early nineties when when Dad was making his thing, you quite possibly I could possibly have said the same thing. So yeah, um, you, you didn't know how how he was going to be later on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he could absolutely become uh, his. He could replace his father. I don't know. Um, I know his earlier we'll life. Come back to this episode. We'll make fun of you. Right, right. Maybe I don't know. I just didn't quite feel the, and and maybe it was just. The character, I mean, he doesn't even have a fucking name, right? He's the protagonist. Like, like we get, we don't get a ton of backstory. We don't, there's, there's some hints at the very end of who he is, which is kind of cool, but it doesn't lead to me being more invested in his character. I would say Robert Pattinson's character is, is more, um, com- uh, entertaining, interesting. I'm, I'm more curious about his character. Um, yeah, uh, and Robert then, Pattinson's character Neil definitely felt like he could fit right into Inception. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. He had that he, charisma. You know. And yeah. Yeah. And uh, what's his name is the villain. He does it very well. It's definitely a Bond villain. You know, this is like, um, this is you know, this is Christopher Nolan's science fiction version of a Bond film with this, with this huge. Um, I would like to see know, a Nolan Bond movie. Yeah, no, no, I wouldn't because we, we've seen enough. Like, it would be too easy for him. We expect tenant level shit, right? I mean, obviously, we got a break um, from the craziness with, with Dunkirk, but Interstellar is one of those movies you got to watch two or three times, and I've seen it two or three times. Um, but I think Interstellar, I, I am excited to rewatch that movie. Um, I, I'm not excited. To watch Tenant again, it, it's maybe, maybe we'll get to spoilers. You will be, yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe, and 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 I, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I fair, I, I feel like I have a decent grasp on the, on the story. Um, at least the story there's, you know, definitely the time element, you know, it's interesting. Um, this guy obviously has some fascination with time, right? There's the, um, the time travel element in interstellar. There's the, the, right. the time issue where they're, when they go on another planet, time travels very slowly. Like Nolan, all he got for Christmas was clocks and fucking watches. <laughs> right, right. I mean, he's obviously fascinated. Inception, as you go into the layers of the memories, they get slower and slower, so, or faster and faster. Um, he's obviously fascinated with time. Um, so, and, and I think this one was kind of a passion project. I think he was working on sort of the idea for 20 years. It's an incredibly difficult movie to pull off because it tries to, it's Nolan doing the time travel genre. And we have our favorites are the back to the future, right? That just sort of like, you know, create the, the time travel movie cliches. All the movies have to live up to that. And this one tries to break its own mold um, in, in a different element, right? It's not going back into time. It's going back backwards well um, there is there is communication back into time um i mean without getting too spoilery uh right and it and it pulls a page from the looper book of just Dude, don't, thank you for saying that yeah i was getting such a looper vibe from this oh, yeah, yeah, yeah interesting where it where it just says don't think about it like like the the scientist at the beginning who's trying to explain like, things she's like this is how things work and blah 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 blah, blah and don't think about it too much <laughs> and you're like yeah, okay, I won't because it starts to hurt and you end up leaving it on pause until the TV auto shuts off. You know, I was like, <laughs> but my problem with that idea in some now, if it's one thing, if it's if it's a family friendly Back to the Future movie, don't think about it too hard, right? But you know, uh, Biff is is just an asshole and he becomes Trump, right? I mean, ironically, Back to the Future two is is twenty twenty, right? Biff becomes Trump. Um, this one. You know, Nolan films, in, there's no, there's no, don't question it in Interstellar. They just explain everything in fucking gory detail. And obviously there might be some science fiction elements that aren't accurate, but he's trying to make it as plausible as possible. And in Tenet, I feel like he is kind of like, don't overthink it because it, it's time travel. We can't overthink it. And, and so there's, it becomes almost, I think for some filmmakers, when they say that, it's lazy because they're like, because the science is impossible to, you know, it's time travel. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's it's true science fiction in that regards. And I I feel like this one took some liberties in that regard. That's what science fiction is. (laughs) We talked about it last time. And so, but from with a Nolan film. Interstellar wasn't a science fiction movie. It was like a future movie. <laughs> like I felt but, like it was, but you know, it was less fiction as a, like Blade Runner. Same thing. It's like this, you know, it, it, it feels more real. Has science fiction elements to it too, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is more science fiction, ironically, oh, gotcha. just because of the element of the time is so difficult to explain and for it to make sense. And what are the rules? And it's like a bullet is literally fighting gravity to go into his gloved hand. But well, it's, it's not. like it's following gravity just in reverse. Right, right. So so it is going backwards into time, but then he can control it while he's going forwards into time. Like. 
So it's, 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 it's really hard to follow. And it's one of those, like, Tony, you were smart to watch it a second time. But this movie is on the cusp of, I don't want to watch it again kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm curious. I, yeah. I, I could, I could see that. Um, have either of you played any games that have the time control element to them? See, I was going to ask. I was. Yeah. I played a racing game once that you could. If you crashed, you could rewind ten seconds. Okay, kind of thing. Okay, hmm. that's good. Wasn't Assassin's that's... Creed like that, or um, Prince of Persia had a time Persia, element. Um, Braid, time. I think, is the one that I'm really thinking of because it has puzzle. It has different aspects of time travel, where okay. like you can time you can time travel, but only your um, your direction changes, but not your like your horizontal movement changes, but not your vertical. It's it it does weird things with time, and so it forces you to think in those terms as you're controlling it. Um, okay. And when I, I was think, watching, I'm like, this would be a fun game somebody would make, where you you know, right, right, like it, it, like, and that's what happens. Like in the game Braid, you're playing, you're solving a puzzle as your character is moving in reverse in one level, and then in the next level, you're solving the puzzle as the environment is going in reverse, and you're going forward Whoa. in time, Whoa. like weird things like that happen yeah and then there you have to like alternate it like you have to solve half the half the puzzle is forward and half the puzzle is in reverse and it's like it kind of makes it kind of reminds me of the movie like the movie made me think of that um and so i i i i feel like maybe if you've been exposed to thinking in those terms already it's easier to accept the don't think about it that the movie puts out there you know, because mm. I'm already familiar with kind of like the, the the boundaries and the the rules that are kind of around it. Um, you know, I could I, I I've kind of experienced it already, um, so it was easier for me to to take in. Yeah, that makes sense because when I was watching, it reminded me of this Marvel character named Maverick, where he can see like ten seconds in the future. Oh, so it always made him like the badass soldier. So whenever he'd go out in the field, he already knew kind of like where the bad guys were coming and where they were going to be. Okay. So he was always like a step ahead of him all the time. And okay. it kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, I would also say, it, since we've spoiled the, the, the plot that there's this element where they're traveling backwards into time as opposed to picking what, a date. Well, no, not yet. Not, not yet. I, I, um, but because I, I can say this. There's an action element with things going backwards. And I struggled with that being fun. It was, it was, it was cool. It was neat from a practicality standpoint of like filming. It's insane. Like, especially at the end, dude, I'm like, like, I remember when the movie was over and like, even into today, I was like, Shit, I was like walking backwards. Like everything was like easy for you in the in the. No, well, that was the thing. It's flawlessly done, right? I mean, this has this has all the polish of a Nolan film, right? There's I can't tell any CG. There was like two shots where I recognized a miniature, but it was like flawlessly done. The building that collapses. Um, I mean, the fucking plane, the seven forty seven. <laughs> fucking insane level of detail to practical effects with nolan is nobody nobody even comes close to what he does it's 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 mind-bending i run pun intended um his but like and then the one fight scene that was normal speed at the beginning with washington and the 
in the uh, and he's walking through the uh, the food and he hits the guy with a cheese grater. I was like, oh, that was so badass! Cool. Like that was a really cool scene. Um, the other stuff is just like eye candy for a first time, but it's like you never seen that in real life, so it's like. You're like trying to follow. Like, wait, is he going forwards or backwards? How the fuck did they make this movie? You know what I mean. So, um, but it wasn't like it wasn't like your traditional action flick where there's you know guns are shooting and bombs blowing off. It's 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 literally 180 degrees from that. Um, so you kind of got to get used to it. So, all right. Do you, did you give your review your rating? I would I would absolutely give it a solid dollar. I mean, it, it's I'd buy that for a dollar. It's you know it's everything that Nolan does and more, um, and that can be too much for some people. And um, I, I love time travel movies. It's really difficult to pull off. We've seen it with some really small independent movies, like where you're like Tony, you're pointing out like they're like they don't go down the rabbit hole. This one goes down the fucking rabbit hole. Um, Dude, what I was takes, thinking this was, takes the rabbit and like turns it inside out and like Jesus Christ, it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> butt fucks the rabbit, shoots it full of morphine. You want a rabbit hole? I'll make a like, hole out of the rabbit. It's like oh, it does like inverted. Yeah, yeah. What I you know, it's got a seven point six, which is one of the lowest ratings for a Nolan on IMDb, and I think it's a combination between three things. Nobody got to see this in the theater, right? Because everybody that saw this in the theater would have been their mind melted. But here's the catch. People are dumb. I mean, I'm, I think of myself as a reasonably bright person, and I feel dumb watching this movie, right? So you know there's not enough people that are going to watch this movie the first time and go, that's brilliant. I understand everything that's going on, right? They have to watch this bitch a couple times. And maybe this movie's the rating will go up. It'll creep up instead of do the opposite, right? We typically see IMDb ratings drop off as the years go on. Maybe this one will creep up. Who knows? Here's the problem. It's two and a half hours of, I don't know what the fuck is going on. (laughs) A lot of people can start to tune out, right? Chris, perfect example. She's an hour and 40 minutes in the movie, just as like the fucking second act is getting deep. And she's just like, all right, I'm done. I'm going downstairs. Like, <laughs> it depends on her genre either, though. Too. No, it's it's none. Of, yeah, absolutely. It it it's she's not the demographic by any stretch of the means. I mean, she was happy to start it, and I knew, and I told her, I warned her. I said, "This is going to be one of those movies you cannot program to," you know. And uh, you know, about an hour into it, she started to program. So <laughs> um, it's no surprise she didn't know what the fuck was going on. It's got all the beautiful cinematography. Um, the the scene where they're in the Amalfi Coast off the coast of Italy with the with the uh, with the cliff side, yeah, you guys remember that? That's where Chris and I vacationed in Italy. Right. That's yeah, cool. that's where we went to the Amalfi Coast in Italy. Nice. Yeah, and it looks like that. It's fucking amazing. So, um, so yeah, I've been there in real life. I, although I wasn't on that big ass yacht, I was in this. No, I was in this like shitty hotel room. But it, sh- no, 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 the shitty hotel room looked off. I was in one of those cliffside villas, so that was cool. Um, you know, it's it's. It, I would almost give it a high dollar. I would give it a high dollar. Um, and and you know, like Tony, it it potentially is a Slater. Um, I I'm just not desperate to rewatch the movie. 
kind of thing. If if I knew rewatching it, it would all be clear. And I that's the way I felt with Interstellar. Like if I could just watch it again, it'll all make more sense, right? This one, I feel like I might be just as confused after a second viewing as a first. And Tony, I'm curious what you have to say regards to that. So, so yeah, okay. I'll give it. Fonzo, did you? No, hard as shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm giving it a high dollar. Even though I don't know what the fuck was going on, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was being marveled by the, the, um, the filmmaking, the performances, right. the locales. And that motherfucking score by Ludwig. Yes. On Zimmer, man, it was badass. And sometimes it was overpowering. I kept lowering the volume. I'm like, like, yo, this shit's... You know how they're saying there's a problem with the audio? Yes. Yeah, I I remember hearing that. I didn't have that problem. I mean, the the score was loud, but it wasn't overly loud. It it was overly loud uh, when we watched it. Um, My dad kept having to... kept, Kept adjusting... Like the volume I, during during talking. Oh, see, I didn't have that and, problem at all. Yeah, he was like, I could I couldn't hear the people talk over the music. Uh huh. Yeah. was really heavy. I'll say this: I I watched it with subtitles on, so that yeah. probably is why. Because yeah. there's a bunch of accents. Most of the characters have some sort of accent. We we did Even, too. It's it's he still pointed out that he couldn't hear the voice. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So we got a high dollar from Fonzo. And we're going into, into spoilers? Yeah. The following may spoil the movie for your poor sensitive ass. You've been warned. Hey! Dude, the what best the fuck was with Aaron Taylor Johnson's accent? <laughs> Spoiler alert! That motherfucker's in it. He's playing like Scottish, hey, turn Mississippi. Like Harley, you're clipping. Uh, <laughs> you're oh, t- yeah, you're totally clipping. Oh shit! Sorry. There you go. I'll probably just do loud. Yeah. Yeah. His accent was funny. Like it was the worst accent I've heard in a in a Nolan film. He was like, I was like, hey, that's Aaron Taylor Johnson, right? Oh, cool. He's doing. What's he doing? Scottish? I think he's British in real life. He's British yeah. in real life. Like he's doing Scottish. Wait, now he's like from Tennessee? Like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> but that's the thing. It depends on which time he's coming from. Right. No shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, like he broke character. It was like it was like art doing fucking petite, petite breaking yeah. into Trump or some shit. It was weird. <laughs> anyway. It was funny. It was like seeing him Mexican. Like, oh shit, we got an Inception reunion here. Right. Uh, you know, playing almost helping with the heist too. No, I was going to say, I, I'm loving... Um, I was loving the reveals, like when we were coming back, and you know you're going back to the same scene we were at before. Yeah, it's oh, cool. Timeline, and I'm like, oh, this is badass, right? I'm thinking like how, how like how difficult editing must be, you know? Oh, Jesus! One day going, okay, wait, which one are we doing? Are we doing the this one or going that way? Right. Um, I think yeah. that's probably where the reds and the blues probably helped them too. Like uh, we're right. doing this oh, yeah. scene, but red oh. going forward and blue coming back. Yeah. yeah. That's right, because that one chase scene where like the car's going in reverse, and I'm like, "What the?" And before I struggled with that one too. I was like, yeah. "Why is the car going backwards?" So they plan it to once they go. In, yeah, yeah. The spin around, whatever. Um, right. Yeah, but it was, but it, but then, so coming back into it again when that car that flipped over, when we find out it was him doing that. You're like, "Oh shit!" Okay, and you, you're kind of like Back to the Future. T- um, terminology too where you're like you don't want to see don't let your old don't let yourself see yourself too 
to get you know it can fuck shit up too so right trying to help him oh dude it was just it was crazy and i love that like he loves like doing heist movies right but he always wants to do them with like a twist or or or, or make them a little bit different right with like the technology or right because that just that that scene um with the four trucks Oh and my god! That when was that was such a cool scene without Fire even trucks. without even the time travel, like yeah, just as right. a heist oh, scene yeah. alone, it was badass. He likes that's Nolan. I mean, look at look at uh, uh I don't I can't think of which um, uh, Batman movie with the big truck. Yeah, yeah, you know, with the, the Joker. You know, it's like he loves that big fucking cantankerous fucking fast furious shit. It works good. Yeah, but the, but the, like just the way like the two doors are opening, and he's trying to save, you know, trying to save her, and he's counting backwards. He's wearing his breathing apparatus. You're like, wait, what's he doing? Why is he? Why are they going to like the same thing with, with me? I'm like, why is he going to reverse? But obviously, like they're obviously chasing him, and he sees her. So like, I'm just trying to go. Okay, this is this is happening. So go with it, right? <laughs> but there was things like you said, or they have the the armbands and. And I was like, is there a map online that shows you like how everything goes? You know, cause at first I'm like, I'm like falling, but then once it starts to get really like into it, you know, where like they're coming back and they're going back again, like, okay, okay. When I'm a Kiev, okay. Mumbai, I'm with you. Oslo, I explain everything. Okay. You know, Tallinn, Tallinn turnstile. Then we start coming back. Okay. You know, well, he's got the, he's got the mask and he's, you know, and then when that, when he fought himself, it made sense why he knew every move and he couldn't hit him. You know, I'm like, right. I'm like, why is this random thug give him the hardest time to fucking fight in the beginning? <laughs> I mean, right? I was so confused. Like, why can't he just take this guy out? You know? <laughs> and the show when Robert Pattinson took his helmet off and saw him and let him go. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But that ending, though, man, with the fuck, oh, dude. We'll so, talk about the ending, so cool. I'll, uh, I don't know what you thought, Tony. Dude, the body drop of what's his name going over oh the God. side of the boat, dude. That was fucking brutal. <laughs> yes. They showed it from the top angle and it hit you. Like, oh my God, they didn't pan away. And then you see yeah. like, working. Like, <laughs> that was a really good dummy. dummy. But God damn. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for that rubber dummy. It was like one of them dudes from the Titanic falling off the top, right? Oh, shit. The yeah, that's right. How did your family take it, Tony? Like you had to pause every time you were saying? And- yeah, we paused it probably three three or four times um, with me explaining what's going on. Um, I don't remember which moments uh, were, were were the big uh, the big questions. Um, I'm thinking it's probably when he when uh, protagonist was heading, was coming back when he's going back. I think the I first the first one. Right. I think the first one was just um with when he met the scientist just explaining what's going on. Right. Um they're like, "All right, just what?" <laughs> like well, how are they explaining that this is even possible? Um So I'm trying to get through the fight scene like right he's like she's like, "Don't think about it." It's like, "But I kind of want to think. I want to know where it's going to go or if I got a block. I don't know. It was just it was it was an interesting take, you know. Especially Let me ask you this, guys. And Tony, maybe you're better to answer this because Fonzo, you sound like you're just as confused as I am. Um, it's revealed that Neil is from way into the future, right? Is he the kid, Tony? That that's a fan theory. Yeah, that's a fan theory, and and it's uh, it's a neat idea, but it would imply that he has been and and remember, going backwards for 20 years no no and you have to remember they, they don't time travel they're not from the right. future 
they they're they, just they going exist backwards. Within, right. They're just going backwards and forwards and bouncing. Right. right. Um, they, they don't, they don't exist outside of their lifespan. Right. Right. So, yeah. So they don't go back. It's not Benjamin Button. Right. right. Um, I get that. I get that. So, so when he goes back, backwards, he goes backwards at speed one. Right. He doesn't go back six months. So if six months, if he goes backwards six months, he has to live backwards for six months. Yes. If he goes back 20 years, he has to be going backwards yes. for 20 years. Yes. This is where it really becomes. So he obviously has hyper adapted to going backwards where the rest of the world is going backwards to him. Right. And this is right. You know, this is, this is a difficult one in the film tries to, you know, when, when um, the protagonist goes backwards, we see his perspective that he's going forwards, obviously, from his perspective, and everything else is going backwards. And now he's got to get used to this, everything. But now here's my, you know, you're saying for 20 years, um, Pattinson's kit Neil is going, is wearing fucking oxygen for 20 right. years straight? Right. Like, that doesn't make sense the, if he's this. Yeah, and that's where you have to start. Um you can invent ways that they can that they made it happen but you you can't you can't uh constantly bring in rotate in you can't turn you can turn style in oxygen just keep bringing it in like sure sure no i get that and and they point out you know you could send back um i can't shouldn't say send back you can um you know have the information on how to build a turnstile back right you could just pay right. somebody and, to and... fucking sit in a waiting room with the instructions <laughs> on how to build a turnstile yeah i get that um it's not difficult to get people to give away their lives for to do something neat kind of thing but the it it raises some technical problems that the movie addresses at the end that like which would make sense right i mean the turnstile could be 20 years in the future the movie doesn't doesn't clarify this tony did you get any sense of no time no yeah see no, and that, that frustrates long. me why why did you like you want more story you want another two hours of story to learn the rest of well it. Uh, ironically i didn't know what the fuck was going on but i didn't have any problem with the runtime like i mean i was like i was on board with the two and a half like when it was over i was like yeah that was fine like i it didn't feel slow i mean it had all the amazing you know, everything matters. There's no wasted time in an old film. It's just, you know, I mean, fucking Wonder Woman is two and a half hours long. The people are going to complain that this fucking Nolan movie is two and a half hours long. You're lucky it's not 250 like Interstellar was. Um, I had no problem with the runtime. Yeah, I want more. I want to, I, I want yeah. more. I, I would, I would, I would have, uh, like, I would enjoy a series of their, of their adventures. Right, show, I want the prequel me, and the show me and Neil, the sequel to this. Neil and the protagonist adventures would be kind of cool. Um, right, I would like to know who the fuck are the future people trying to kill <laughs> kill everybody. You know the, that that the, that's something that we don't know. They just left it out there. It's, yeah, it's just the future people. They're kind of pissed because we ruined their future. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so it's environmentalist. So this is another Nolan. Uh, I don't want to say Nolan trope, but this is another thing that he's interested in. Is is you know, I was watching one YouTuber and he was pointing out that 
this was all rooted around, and maybe they even said it in the movie. I just wasn't paying attention. Um, although I was paying attention. Um, there was, these were environmentalists. This was, uh, this was about climate change and that the world becomes untentable. <laughs> um, and so they created the, the turnstiles so they could go back. But now here's the problem with that. Going back into time doesn't change the future. So this is where, this isn't Back to the Future 2, right? Biff doesn't get the almanac, and we get alternate universes. This is a closed loop. Well, that's time the thing. Travel. So, so, so uh, the, the whole... They they theorize their guess is that if you change the entropy of the whole universe, um, you annihilate it. The grandfather paradox. They no, didn't. No, not not, not 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 grandfather paradox. Because grandfather is just if you kill your grandfather, you die. You know, like right. you change the past to affect the future. They wanted to. They're like, there's this thought of if you turn it the, the you have the two streams of time going against each other right they, they they kind of explain it towards like the the second third of the movie um and so if you turn too much like right now what everything that's going forward in time outnumbers everything that's going backwards in time yes there's more and more things getting sent backwards in times but it's still a greater flow going forwards than backwards sure right um and the algorithm that 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 was built would equalize those out so that it annihilates out and annihilates everything cancels out and now there's nothing but that's just theorized right mm-hmm. the future don't know what there, there it seems like um what the future is banking on is building that algorithm would would change something to would would be the way to change the past to give themselves more resources, right? If the past is depleting resources, well, then if you just change and, and so the resources are dwindling into the future, well then just change those, reverse the time on those so that instead of dwindling into the future, they're increasing into the future. Well, now you got, now you solve your resource problem, right? And the, the future generations that are running out of resources if they just flip the, the the time of the resources in the past, they should be abundant in the future. That's kind of what what I gathered from it. Yeah. So let, now, okay. So so now let me ask you this: There's two. What's his name the, in the dead man switch? How was he going to kill everybody? How was how was the end of the world? How was how was he going to accomplish the apocalypse? Right. Um, so the the, the he has the location of where the dead drops are. The dead drops are the ones that contain all the algorithm pieces. Pieces, right. Right. So uh, he had all, he already had all other eight pieces. So he only needed the ninth piece to get buried. And by burying it, it basically gives someone in the, so it gives a past person to dig it up and be able to have the piece. And, and now he can have it. That it was working by the plutonium or whatever that discovered it with the gold bar that him that That was him right that was himself and so that and so i and and here's here's i I don't have a a full grasp of this plot line um i think the the um dead drop that they 
saved at the end of the movie is the exact same dead drop he finds at the beginning of his life or not his life but his uh adventures into the um time travel business like he was explaining <laughs> like when he first dug up the he dug up the first blue you know radioactive warhead or whatever and he found the the gold bars and he found th- that paper that's what was in the dead drop but what wasn't in there the algorithm piece the ninth right. piece of the algorithm they were able to take it out mm. and so he never got it like and so that's so the, the, the end, that, that's what they're gonna go separate gonna put them in separate spots again and right, right right and so basically they're just in this loop of now they're in a loop of constantly yeah. like the like they say it in the movie like just because everything's happening the way it's supposed to happen doesn't give you an excuse not to act. You still have to do shit. Mm-hmm. And we already know you saved the world, right? We, we already know it's not getting annihilated. We already know he doesn't get the dead drop. You still have to do the work. And so that's, they're right. just in a loop. Then they just got to keep moving forward. But we, it, it's almost like we know from the movie, from his story, the, the the drop that he digs up when he's young doesn't have the algorithm in it. So we it's know he never gets gold. it. Right, we know he never gets it. And the maps where they were all were. Right, right. He so he only ever gets all the other eight. He doesn't ever get the ninth one. But by if he ever gets the ninth one, then he could build the algorithm and then turn it on and then annihilate the word. And so that's what um what they were Bond saying is the know. dead the 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 dead man switch is that when he dies, he reveals the the dead drop locations so that they can be found. Oh, okay. So so the and, and so the um, the idea is is that just as much people and things go because obviously it's not just people that can go. And this is where, correct me if I'm wrong, the bullet at the beginning and the other shit that's in the drawers, all that stuff is going backwards, Correct. right? It's not just right. people. Right. And that's why he can sort of will it or, to, you know, I don't want to get lost in the, in the, the, the muddiness of that. But um, so, so the idea is that just as much, are they just turnstiles and people are just throwing shit in tur- turnstiles? Are they making giant turnstiles? Like there's so many fucking questions. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the there's way more ju- questions than answers. Yes. And that's frustrating. I would say from a critical standpoint, it's an incomplete movie in that point. You know what I mean? It's um, like, but it depends on, on the questions. Like, right. What, what is, what is unanswered that makes the movie incomplete? How could you practically create entropy? besides putting ice outside of the concrete to to melt let's go into physics right right you're 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 talking physics on yeah how how can we possibly build a ship that just as much shit you could do that for any sci-fi movie though every sci-fi movie will have a question that will break the movie right everyone yeah yeah probably right I don't know, man. Back to the Future movies are pretty perfect in my mind, and and they're not I mean, creating they, entropy. Like they're claiming even the movie. In Avengers, they they kind of poke fun of the Back to Future logic. <laughs> the way the, time uh, the way they explain it in the movie is that um, you're not. It's not creating entropy. It's just experiencing time 
in reverse order. So to us, it feels like it's gaining entropy, but to itself, it's right. losing entropy. Right. In its own, in, in its own timeline, it's losing entropy. It just got flipped in the direction that it loses it. Right. So it, it's, it's one of those. Like, and then, and then if you had like 50, 50 split, is there some point in time where they come to zero? Is there? Yes, is, that's it, that's was it when of... Jesus was born. Like, I, I what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you know, it's like when when does time stop? For who? For the, well, for, that's the things, my... for the things yeah. going in reverse? No, they keep going on forever. The temporal what, pentathy, what goes... right? Would, it would invert themselves to into the future. So they no, but, you, but now go... you're talking about the universe. Okay, so let's say there is no inversion of time of anything. When do things end? When does the universe end? Well, it does when you die. No. For you. For your But that's not the universe. Your body still decomposes and still experiences time. Right. So so when does time end? When does when does everything end? It doesn't. It's effectively for our brain to comprehend it's indefinite. Why not? So there's theories that and when entropy when entropy reaches zero, um, uh, or not the entropy, but the heat death of the universe. And actually, um, we're not talking about the planet being consumed. No, by no, the no, sun. no, we're no, no, we're talking about the heat. So, so the, the, so the, the about Krampus, right guys? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, keep going, Tony. Um, so the idea is that there's, that there's from the big bang. So can we say that the right. big bang is where everything started? Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. So that is, let out that contained a certain amount of energy that's been consistent throughout the universe. And and it's been and the constant. universe is now expanding because of that. Well, that's just, that's a space time, but we're talking about energy. Energy okay. is, is through heat. Like that's everything right. is, is just heat. Eventually everything stops having heat and everything reaches zero, which means there is no energy left in the universe. It's okay. done. Nothing can happen after that. That's the end right. of the universe, so it's like the okay. re- the reverse of the Big Bang, right? It's the right. there's the Big Bang and then the, the big nothing. Um, and so so that's when time so stops. Some in one direction. believe that 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 the 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 light in the universe is finite. Uh, I think all of them believe it's finite. I mean, I, well. I, I'm not sure what you mean by by what what would be the not finite. Well, you're like what I would I would tend to agree, and obviously religious people would believe that the there's there's an infinite amount of time. Universe is there's no end in sight. Gotcha. Um, yeah. There is there there are theories of of one once the universe hits that, then it rebounds and causes another big bang. And well, it just interesting. Keeps going. Yeah. And there's and it just keeps going and it's just another cycle starts of another universe cycle of another big bang and another you know energy spurt that happens, but skate skate skate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but in ter- in terms of what you were talking about, if you have something going in the reverse direction, then right. its endpoint of time is the big bang, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's going right, to go forever. It just well, not forever to the big bang. Tell the Big Bang, which the Big Bang was a long fucking time ago. So for practical 
there's well, practical no, uh, practicality. Yeah, there's no such no such thing as practicality. You wanted well, really, so a technical answer. Okay, so this is this is a very interesting question that that does kind of tie into the movie. The amount of time you can go backwards is limited to your own lifespan because you still age, right? Again, this isn't Benjamin Button, right? And even in that case, you, you'd still turn into a, a, a right. single cell. Or, exactly. So, so there's a limit, and you can't, like, bear children. I mean, you can pass, you know, everything would be generational, right? You would, you would tell your father... Right, as they, he is yeah. an old man, as he's dying, you know, you would say, "Get into a turnstile. Here's the turnstile. Go into it, and now you go back fifty years, and then you tell your father to go back into fifty years." But the individual lifespan is still there, right? But you could effectively continue to now. There's the question of the science of the materials right we simply didn't have the we didn't have the technological to build a turnstile even if we had the instructions a hundred years ago we the, the the materials right we've learned to how we've dealt with metals and machining and stuff like that i mean obviously the movie's not going to go into details how the fucking turnstiles made but um you know i guarantee you we wouldn't have the materials to build a turnstile but 50 years ago um so that 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 raises a, a big question. There is a practical limit to how far we could go back before we run out of turnstiles, right? Can you send a turnstile back in the? I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could send a turnstile you're back. You want to keep going back in time, but you can't get any younger, right? You're still the same age, right? You still right. age because. Right. You keep going back and back and back, but you're not, you're not, you're, you're not. Yeah. So, so say you're 40 years old now, right? You could go back to 1979 and you'd be 80 years old by then. But so you would age when you went back. No, exactly. You still age. You're the biological body is not going, it's not, it's not Benjamin Mutton where he turns into a child. No, but you say you're not like warping. You're not teleporting to that. Right, right. You're having to live every minute going backwards so if you went back five years everybody you you would see people that were five years younger but you would be five years older like when matthew mcconaughey saw his kids all growing up well that was just yeah i mean it's an interesting idea that you know you could be um you know science fiction has been dealing with this for a hundred years a hundred years but a long time i mean um, any of the like the alien movies where they go into cryostasis, they don't age, right? And an alien, right. Sigourney Weaver's uh, child is dead of old age, or you know, because she's been in cryostasis right. for so long. Um, no, this they have to live, they have to age, however far they're going back. So, she so this is everything is like uh, taking place in right now, whatever time you were. Yeah, this is. This is why we don't want to go that far deep into it. Well, this is the this is this is the my issue with Neil potentially being the child, which means he would had to have lived twenty years going backwards. If he's a child, that's just a fan theory, though. Right. No one. The movie isn't making that claim. Right. So we don't need to discuss that unless you want to talk fair about this. No, fair enough. But even then, right? Okay, so we learned that the protagonist himself is sort of largely responsible for Tenet. 
Okay. Which means he has also gone backwards for a long fucking time. It doesn't it doesn't clarify. Why why how, why why are you saying that it, he's gone backwards for a long fucking time? If where, he where, if, where are you getting that number from, the quantity of a long fucking time? Because he is the one who it it and again I, I can't remember the scene at that point I'm, my brain is mush <laughs> and again you're better to answer this but they basically make it clear that the protagonist is the head honcho he's the one who who's been running tenant he's the one who started tenant right no oh no it's not clear that he started tenant oh okay. Yeah. So what it, was the reveal at the end? The reveal at the end, like, like the, so they the, they left it vague, and the, and I, oh. I I could see this a valid um, criticism of the movie is that it left a lot of things vague. And you're right, it left it left a lot of questions. Um, right. He was just saying he's the one who's there to um, tie loose ends. Right. That's that's it. and he and he hired and he and he he recruited um, Neil and he recruited. Neil. Um, Ives, he, re- he recruited, uh, what's her name? Priya. Um, like he, he recruited that team. Um, but it wasn't made clear that he started all of Tenet because okay. there was a line somewhere in there that said Tenet was started in the future. Well, Tenet, it had to, Tenet, have, been. It Tenet had Tenet to was... have been future technology because how else would these people be going backwards if there wasn't well, not, not just not the, not the technology or Tenet isn't the technology Tenet from what I gathered, a tenant is is the 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 group that's trying to prevent the catastrophe, right? And that was oh, okay. that was started. And in they're the using they're using the turnstiles, but you're right. Okay, right. Well, the turnstiles were created generations in the future, um, and tenant was the seems like it's the team that was the group that formed to prevent the right the, the that technology from that or, or the algorithm from destroying us. This is like Nolan's version of Time Cop, right? Where there's actually a police department on yeah. policing time travel. A little bit, a little bit, because it's a, the, the algorithm yeah. is the only problem. Um, like the time, the, the the turnstiles aren't the issue. Like who fucking cares? Like go go back in time, whatever the fuck. Uh, it's the algorithm that was the main problem. If the algorithm, some some future scientists created this algorithm that can ch- that can change the 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 direction of time for the environment and that has the and then she realized fuck this could fuck things up uh and instead of destroying it she's like let me break it up into pieces like it's a fucking video game and throw it around the, you know and then right it's like burying over over the world it's like yeah, okay it's like whatever the, so that the, was the so, so i do have complaints of the movie i don't think it's a it's a flawless movie it doesn't mean i didn't i'm not giving it a slater but there is <laughs> there is uh some some issues with it um yeah there's there's physical issues where it, your mind wants to follow it's like okay if this is possible what about this and what about this and what about right. this right um like like the whole you know you know breathing water or, or breathing air and they have to have special air because it doesn't absorb into their lungs or something it's right. like well, well if that's the case isn't the light... all the rest of your bodily organ organism or what or, about what about light normal how ca- how could you see anything Oh, good point. Light was <laughs> right. traveling backwards. If, if the, the, if, the light, if the external right? light is going in the opposite direction that your eyes need to receive it, then how can you see anything? 
Right. You, you have you would have to run into the light. You would only be see seeing light. That's it, it's just weird, right? You start thinking. Right. You just start thinking weird shit. Um. So yeah. So there's that. Um. There's some. Um. Wow. What was it? What was the other? The one that we just talked about. Um. Uh, I did have an issue with not an issue, but there was questions about the the timing of. And I still haven't wrapped my head around this one. Um, mm. The the uh, the opera had a, the right. The opera had... totally clueless as to what the fuck happened there. Like, <laughs> well, which part? The 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 when he gets he gets introduced to in the bullet, and then you realize it's Neil. Like uh, he and Neil rest saves him. How does Neil save him by? Stopping the bullet from hitting him by making it travel back. I was like, no, huh? Neil was, um, well, uh, and uh, yes. So this is the question, right? On that one. What's that? He was the one with the red keychain. Yeah. Right. He's the one with the red keychain on his backpack. Um, and he either was traveling backwards in time or he used the reverse round, but it looked like he was just uh, reverse. He was entirely reversed because he had the mask on. Right. Right. Um, and that's all it was is he, he saved him by, by shooting the guy that got hit by a reverse round. Um, but the main issue I have with that, with the opera scene is the opera is supposed to be happening at the same time as Vietnam, which is happening at the same time as the, 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 what's the, um, the, 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 the dead drop. So the dead drop is supposed to be happening at the same time as as the Vietnam as the Vietnam um, uh, date the the yacht date with the um, that was that was Vietnam right so and it's happening at the same time as the opera mm. right so now we've got right. so those three things are happening so there's the in the opera at the beginning of the movie we saw the algorithm piece at the opera. So how is that same piece, the piece that's over at the dead drop that they're trying to... Oh, the, where the pincer movement was the going The pincer on. movement was happening. Mm. Right? And so I, I, I haven't caught on the second, second run through. I didn't see where that piece traveled there. Right? The piece that was at the opera ends up at... The dead drop, and I was like, I, I don't, I, I don't see, I, I, I didn't catch it. So there's, there are little questions that I have about the movie. Well, and the the whole idea that you go backwards, but he's fighting himself. So this goes back to that element, and they even address it in the movie, like, don't touch yourself or don't right. kill yourself or something. No, like no, don't that. let like, your don't 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 let your skin touch. Right, don't, like don't touch, but your... but this this becomes an issue where there's two of you, and then and, and then is there an element where there's potentially three of them? Like, is there can there be more than just two of you at the same time? Like, but you're kind of crossing each other, but you're still in the same quote unquote universe. This isn't a alternate universe. Right, this is where we go back to the. It's a quote unquote closed loop. You're it's one so continuous and it wouldn't like you're saying there wouldn't be like three or four like what's stopping it from continuously happening over and over and over and over again. Like if somebody's doing that mission, then the other guy's doing the other mission while another one's doing the other mission to counter the other mission. 
Well, like, like again, I use the Back to the Future too. Is a really good. I always love the the uh, chalkboard reference where he shows. <laughs> you know, this he explains yeah, yeah. this to kids, man. He's like, okay, I go, I go back into time and I change it. Well, now we have an alternate reality. And when you go back into the future, you don't go back into the future that you came from. Right. You go back into the future to the alternate universe where Biff is now Trump. And so this movie says, no, you go back, you go through a turnstile, you're going backwards. The only way you're going to go forwards, if you go back into a turnstile, but you're not creating alternate universes. But you could be. You can be affecting the existing universe. None. But this is where the grandfather paradox comes in. Like those, they like those Hardy Boys choose your own adventure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ironically, yeah. Of course, you um, said Hardy Boys, and I was thinking wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was why I, was, I think I was watching the same video you were watching where they were kind of explaining how Neil is known protagonist for so long because he was the same guy that took the the mystery guy that took the bullet for him. Right, right. And he's the one in the opera that, that got the one away. So, but I was trying to figure out what he was saying where he says, they know themselves. Then the third reveal is the keychain on his backpack that he was the mystery man who took the bullet from him in the tunnel, that he picked up the lock, that he was also the mystery man who reversed the bullet in the key. And he says that the protagonist was the man who first recruited him, that they have known each other for years. This is the end of a beautiful friendship. They paraphrase the line from Casablanca. I guess they said that in that movie. Um, but so yeah, he had recruited Neil for so he's known him for a long time, right? Um, yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting too. Where um, okay, when he first knew him, he didn't think he knew him, but Neil had known him his whole time. Yeah, it's there's a lot. That's why I wanted to watch it again, like with a map, you know, kind of like okay, <laughs> yeah, Marco, yeah, no shit. Watching it again because yeah. it'll make a little more sense. You know, I think I, that's why I think Harley. I think you can enjoy it more knowing. You know some facts. There's like a 45 minute video with Nolan talking about ten. I saw that. I saw oh, that. You did see it. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. I saw oh. the. I've watched the first like five minutes of it before I had to do something else. He doesn't but... really explain anything. He I, I, I watched the. Yeah, yeah. He's, he even says at the beginning. I don't want to do spoilers, but, um, but I watched several YouTubers that were spoiling it and trying to come up with the time travel and like mapping it out, like you know Neil's traveling and, um, um. That's how I basically understood what I did. Because watching the movie once, I, I again, I had more questions than answers. Yeah, so. yeah, it's fun to watch. You know, I'm not like I said, I'm not bored. I'm just like trying to piece it all together. You know, towards the middle is when it gets really convoluted. It's like, oof, I'm like okay. Yeah, you. I mean, in no way, shape, or form is this Nolan misstep. Yeah, to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, this, but in no way, shape, or form is this Nolan misstepping like this isn't his sequelitis like no this is a you don't feel like it's one of his uh, better movies though too no but that's only because it's just too hard it's college i'm like the other movies balance between that the first time i saw inception i was like wait okay i get the idea they're going back and these memories but they do a lot of explaining too though right before they even start doing the mission, like you're you're in one mission, right? Where they're you're kind of explains like, hey, you're, you're like you're in a dream. It's like, oh, you're in the, in the you find out you're in a dream because like, you might have seen it in the trailers, but then they're like you're you're in a second dream. It's like, well, you can go to a second dream. Yeah, and then Josh Lucas going, oh no, you're not in his dream. And so, and there's a plot reveal at the. You know, there's like, a plot. Yeah, 
Yeah. He's like, you're not in my dreams. Like, we're actually you're in his dream. And he's like, right. Oh, you got me. Okay. So they kind of established it there. And then, right. you know, experiencing, like, you're the architect. How did you not change the carpet? So they kind of constantly, you know. Right, right. Good point. Good point. And, and I think so. If you watch that movie twice and you're paying attention both times, you're going to get it. I, I feel like this one is the screenplay that you need. There's too many TED Talks that I have to watch after it. <laughs> To, to pay attention to that? I mean, at least we're getting movies that are, you know, at least making you think, making you, you know, I don't know, I say work for it or do homework, but it's not your basic cookie cutter movie, right? No, absolutely not. No, this is, is this, this what you're always complaining about. Is this what no, absolutely, about? absolutely. And I'm, I'm, that's why I'm saying this is Nolan at his finest, and this is what he wanted. It's, but it's not, a brilliant. I don't, you don't seem like, like satisfied or it, because it, it's, Interstellar skirted, especially for the first time watching it, skirted on that excitement, blockbuster, entertainment, fun to watch, and mind like stimulating, like again, like educational almost, right? This is a film to be experienced, not just watched as fun. Die hard, right? This is just this blast from the past. It's fun. It, def- it just checks off all those boxes. It tickles your fancy. This, you know, Nolan films, you know, the, the even, right. even. Did tickled watching Nolan? No, no, I don't. This movie didn't tickle me. Um, it just gave me a headache looking, throughout the entire. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean if, he, if he's, you know, if he's feeling froggy, then jump, you know. <laughs> I just have a hard um, time, like, not appreciate i mean i get i get you you technically and everything you can appreciate it and and you know the i have i feel like you have no problem with that and i feel like the, the story is so heavy you know there's something wrong with the gravitational pull <laughs> it's like go back to back to the future I when i got like to you can't can enjoy it what like i say that's what i say why can't you go back and enjoy after knowing these things now and well like, and i will and i i would absolutely make a point to rewatch this i had this i don't see myself watching the game so it made me think automatically that's you like it that's a trap. Well, and I will absolutely rewatch it because it is well done. And I'm like, I want to see that car chase scene again. Uh, I want to see the fucking the 747 with the gold falling out the back. Like, this is so fucking like I was yelling at my family like, that's a real fucking 747. Like, was it really? Yeah, it was. It was a real deal. They, they said it would be more expensive to actually do it. CG. Um, CG. <laughs> I think that's bullshit. But yeah, he crashed a real fucking seven forty seven. Like that's what Nolan does, right? That that's who he is. I mean, you know, it, it, it's just nobody does that. I mean, there we have, you know, we have some filmmakers that do characters. You know, um, uh, what's his name does character movies better than anybody else? David Fincher. Um, you know, we have some incredibly talented filmmakers. Nobody is the only thing you can compare Nolan to of his time is either Spielberg or, or Lucas when they were making their groundbreaking science fiction films, right? Maybe uh, I wouldn't say Spielberg did science fiction breaking, but certainly Lucas with the original star Wars movies, you know, you could go, who was Scott with, with alien um, and blade runner, you know, um, 
These were technical masterpieces the when they came out. Movie, right? Right, right. Um, but Nolan brings it to the big screen and the fucking 70 millimeter and, and fucking brings superhero characters with it too. Like nobody does it. I mean, he's, he's, he's a, if I had Leo as a main. (laughs) Well, I thought about that and I thought, I wonder because Leo brings a level of mastery to the table. Like he's, he's not even because he's older. Let me ask Tony, how, how did you feel um, Washington did, Tony, as the protagonist? I thought he was fine. Yeah. Um, there was some, there was there was a, a few times where his, the way he moved didn't look very, uh, almost, it didn't look very smooth like he's done this hundreds of times um as an agent right like 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 uh, what was it like he like when he jumped through the hole um and just the way he was supporting himself looked like he 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 was struggling as opposed Mm -hmm. to you know someone who's jumped through a hole hundreds of times and been able to muscle up out of a hole it'd be not enough crossfit for you tony right no there were just certain (laughs) movements or oh or 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 there was one where like he was just the way he was crouched and creeping looked it just it just looked not like a james bond person would like a like a like it just didn't look like he was confident in his crouching or the way he was moving or the way he was jumping. It was even the, like the pull-ups he was doing. I mean, my man art would agree with me. He was doing some shitty pull-ups. <laughs> wow. I can't believe it. those pitch-ups. He was half what repping those what things. Universe were we in now that were Tony and art agreeing. He, oh, ha- he was, he was half back. repping his push-ups and his pull-ups. It was. Uh, and so that, that's the, but, but I mean, yeah, that's, you know, we're, 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 yeah. Just picking at, at little things at this point. We're picking at nits. Um his acting, uh yeah, it was fine. I had no problems with it. I mean, I don't know what an actual secret <laughs> like an agent would is like. You know, like right. the way he interacted, the way he 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 held his own it with the um the characters that he was interacting with, right? They're supposed right. to be uh, elite upper class. It, the, when they kept commenting on on his outfit or his watch and his shoes, and you know, it was like he was still holding his own. So I was like, yeah, the, 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 it, it was yeah. Wor- it worked. He yeah. that scene with him, Michael Caine, he did really well. Yeah, you know, Ryan Patterson, he's a good actor too. He hasn't been like superstardom actor, right? Where you're like, oh shit, it's, a, it's not like he was like in a scene with De Niro or Pacino, right? So right, he, he could hand his own. I mean, he's still very young. I mean, all these. Dead Denzel. If he needs, he needs some pointers, he can talk to. Oh yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't have any doubt. I that that he might become the next Denzel. Yeah. Um, he ain't there yet, and just look at his IMDb. Right, he just doesn't have the credits, and yeah. so I think he there's a level of rookiness he brought to the table, mm-hmm. and and you know I, I I'm not being critical, I'm not being critical of the choice of him. Um, the fact that we brought a black lead to the to well, something I like this, I think, is great. Absolutely, you know, I couldn't be happier. You know, another British guy. Right, I couldn't be happier that they they brought an African American to to as the super superhero uh, in this sort of Nolan genre. I the last time I watched the movie, where I was like confused, 
but I still enjoyed it. And I wanted to watch it again to like, you know, figure it out with like, okay, let me, let me, is there a pop-up factoid on the DVD I can watch? Where like, <laughs> oh, I remember those. Oh, those are remember so much like, fun. Yeah. It's like this scene was filmed with, you know, or it's like right. a commentary track or something, you know? Yeah. I remember those. But I'm so intrigued because I, I, I like this world. I like this, like this whole technology, you know, like I said, I'm, I was with it like halfway through. So I, I want to just watch it again. So, um, right. I think the biggest so, thing for uh, on a rewatch is to remember what the Neil character said. Um, mm-hmm. Like he said, everything that happens happens. It it's mm-hmm. already happened. Like they can't, you can't change the past. So you're kind of just watching everything unfold, um, and it's it's going to happen the way it's going to happen. So you when just, they're going through that, they're just kind of going through the motion. Not when, not when right, into right. They're just going through the motions exactly. Which is so, see, that's what I'm saying. It's so surreal. Like, they're moving. <laughs> that's what I was trying to explain. It's, I, was like, I was talking to somebody. I was explaining. I'm like, they're going forward. Oh, I, was trying, I think I was talking to the crew. Like, hey, crew, look at this scene. They're going forward while this is happening backwards. And he just looked at it and was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He pulled a Chris. <laughs> I'm like, well, just check this out. But the name, it sounds crazy when I'm explaining it, too. Like, after I said it out loud, I'm like, look, this is going forward. Let's go back. This would make a cool video game. But I guess, like Tony said, there was already yeah. one like that. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's just. Um, I'll tell you this: Massey was like, Massey happily watched it from beginning to end. That's what I'm saying. It's it's something different. It's fascinating. It's something you know, the Thinking Man's movie, right? It's not. It's like, the most original movie I've seen all year, without a doubt. <laughs> at least, at least, like at least with Memento, like you know, we got black and white as the past, and the colors the present. Right. So you always kind of knew where you were at. You know, you said this one. It's like okay, you know, we're going this way. But like I said, like Tony said. There was the, the armbands, and you knew we're like, this shit's happening. We're over here now. It was almost like, like player A and player B, right? Like, like player one's doing one mission, player two's doing the other mission. It's like it's exactly like that game we're talking about, Tony. Again, yeah, yeah, yeah it absolutely reminds me of the game. Where they're doing the puzzle in reverse, one's doing forward. Mm-hmm. Maybe Nolan was a funny fan of that game. Hey, maybe, maybe. I mean, it may have influenced him. When his kid was playing it or something. So take it out. It's like, oh shit, I'm going to the lab. Hell yeah. Start typing it out. So I don't know. Like I said, I want to watch it again, man. I I think it's a it's a. I'd it's watch. Not, I, I, I'm ready to watch it again right now. Just talking about yeah, it, I'm like, exactly. fucking hey, man, it's fun. Just, yeah. It's, I gotta work tomorrow morning. Oh, that's too bad. But I said Dunkirk is the only one I've watched once out of all. The Same here. I yeah. More than once. Like this one, I I would quickly watch this one over Dunkirk, you know. And I saw Dunkirk with like a seats that move, and I was getting water sprayed. And back, so, you know, you had water get... sprayed on you. Yeah, remember I was telling you I was at that RDX screen. Uh, I vague, vaguely remember that. Like when sure, was... it wasn't like snot from somebody sneezing next to you. Nah, nah we're we're separated. But it was like when Tom Hardy opened the window in the plane, like there was a gush of wind blew. I mean, it was like an experience. Interesting. When you're driving, like that, when we're in the tank, that the seats were moving, so it was kind of cool that way. But I, I ain't get that same effect at home unless I'm moving my chair and get the fan right in my face when and try to duplicate it, you know. <laughs> but uh, it's just I think it's a little different because it's in the past, and I'm just kind of like, nah, I like, I like, I like my my Nolan movies with dudes in suits with guns and, and doing some espionage yeah, shit, you know? right? So you know, you mustn't afraid to dream a little bigger, dog. When you had Jason, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Tom Hardy in the movie that Nolan was making, I was like, oh, fanboy. I'm like, that's awesome. You know, you had Leo to the mix. I mean, you know, <laughs> like if we were to rate in, um, Nolan's movies, I wonder if everyone's what would everyone's number one be. But I think Hardy sounds like he really likes Interstellar. I think Antonio for, for this genre, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, Interstellar made me cry like a fucking bitch. Oh yeah, twice. <laughs> um, I don't know that any of his movies. You know, obviously the Batman films are amazing for uh, what they do. Um, I, I still go back um, to um, the Prestige is being in my top three Nolan films. Like, I think that movie is fucking amazing. Um, it just works with me. Um, ironically, uh, I think Insomnia is a fucking brilliant film, and that's that's his least. I think it's like a seven point one on IMDb or some shit like that. I don't know. This Pacino banging on all cylinders, Ron Williams banging on all cylinders. Like that's a perfect movie for all I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Ironically, what's his name? That's in Tenet. That's on the boat. He's in 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 uh, Insomnia. He plays the cop who gets shot. The who, guy, oh, the guy from Inception? No, 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 no. So the guy that's in Tenet, that's on the boat, that tells him at the very beginning, right? Martin Donovan? Like, Faye? It, yeah. yeah. He's the cop who gets shot by by Pacino in... He looked familiar. Right? Oh, yeah, yes. that's the cop yep. that gets yep. that gets shot by in, in, in uh, Insomnia. Cool. Yeah. I wonder if he's in any other. Yeah, I wonder if any he's in any other movies. You know, just a small bit role. I don't think so. Yeah. But anyways, um, it's tough. I mean, you know, he's shown that he has range. Yeah, he he obviously has shown that he's got range. He can do these sort of character films. He can do these epic science fiction pieces. You know, if you want to go back to Memento, these are like thrillers. I mean, it's it's. He's probably the most talented overall director um, working right now. I, I, I think I could probably say that. I, you know, again, somebody like a Fincher is, you know, but Fincher has more of a genre, uh, I would say. You know, we don't see Fincher doing science fiction since he fucking did Alien 3. So, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, different dif- different filmmakers kind of thing, you know. Um, call real quick to find out what uh, the- yeah yeah let's, let's move All on right. Sorry. here we go I think, I, uh, I think it's been like a whole hour on spoilers uh, exactly we got, yeah we gotta keep going but I was like alright here we go Krampus is a certified high dollar oh damn that's it <laughs> short and sweet you know that motherfucker <laughs> yeah so he gave it so we got two dollars. This is Evan, of course. Mm-hmm. So that gave him two points because uh, Tony gave it a Slater. So he's up to twenty-two and a half. And my pen just took a shit on me. Okay. Twenty-two point five. Okay, next. Merry Christmas, bad boys, familia. Hope you guys had a good time with family, opening presents, lots of good food, hopefully tamales. I know Alfonso probably did. But anyways, on to the picks. Krampus. All right. Um, I actually... <laughs> Do the Inception bomb, Tony. Oh, God, that's brilliant. Great. You get no points, Donaldo. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Enjoyed that one. 
very much. Uh, only seen it once, oh, but yeah, I still remember it pretty well. Oh, I'm going to say Fonzo gives it a dollar. Yeah, sure. Uh, Tony and Harley. He's putting so much effort into it. I know. Oh, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> tough. Tony doesn't like movies, so Tony gives it a waste of time, and I'm going to say Harley gives it a dollar. A dollar. <laughs> oh, so Tony. close. He just gave out two Slaters today. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's the first time ever. Yeah. <sighs> oh, that's fucking great. I totally forgot until you started talking. Well, you guys, when Harley started doing this clapping thing, I was like, oh, yeah. Yep. yep. There it goes. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I'm a, let's, let's wait for listeners. Anybody. I'm going to give a bonus point oh, to whoever point. whoever spoils Donaldo first. Oh. <laughs> bonus. I'm going to give bonus two points to whoever tells Donaldo you done fucked up the in the message. <laughs> yeah. So, so obviously we have to wait for Tony to release the podcast. Mm. The first one to listen to it Just and post post that Tell they me. reviewed Tenet and not Krampus, you dumb fu- you, <laughs> you unfaithful motherfucker. I know. Now it makes me wonder how long he stopped listening now. Oh, man. He hasn't listened in months. I guess so. Well, I think Years. Once he got his chick, probably, is when he stopped. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's probably. Yeah. He hasn't come back. Yeah. Well, I'll be seeing him tomorrow, so I'm, I'm going to be laughing. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> he's going to be just randomly laughing, and he's like, well, he's going to be laughing. Yeah, nothing, I, nothing, I, nothing. I, Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, Oh man, so you watch Krampus? I'm like, yep, sure yeah. did. Yep, watch it again. Like, like, I wonder. I don't know. The red and the blue. What did you think, D? You have to wait for the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Yeah, he's waiting for the podcast. How does he know? How does he know where his points were? If he won, he wouldn't even know, right? He wouldn't. He know. wouldn't know. He wouldn't know. He has no idea. No. On the site, he's the thing that calls in. That's it. Yep. It's like he's in entropy. Right, <laughs> there's just as many zero points as there are positive negative points as there are positive points in Donaldo's scoreboard. It's it's the it was it's, and go back on the site. It would still say Krampus, and he would still fuck up. It's the cat in the box. What is that? Uh, the the Schrodinger's Sh- Schrodinger's yeah, cat <laughs> in the box. Donaldo, if he is in a box and we don't know whether he has points or not, does it really matter? <laughs> And we never got read points either, huh? No, no, he never called. Yeah, and he can't he can't um, type them in. He has to he has to call it in, otherwise that spoils it. Or he just says homework and extra credit without giving right. the, the movie names. Yeah, they could say homework and extra credit. All right, here we go. Last one. Hello, bad boys. Me, Philip Petit. A little late, but always on time because I always listen to the show. So hopefully you guys had a pretty good... <laughs> oh, shots fired. Christmas and you guys are uh, hoping to have a Philip Petit year. Hey, we're calling in for the homework. Uh, Philip Petit liked the movie 1010. I listened to the show. I know Did that you... Did he say 1010? <laughs> Go back. I think he said 1010. <laughs> he did it on purpose. Where you at? Where you at? Please, so you do 10 homework. Uh, Felipe T likes the movie 1010. 1010? I know that you're not fooled at a poo-poo movie, so you do 1010 to trick the Donaldo. I say, oh, this movie's weird. I don't know. And you like to say, Fonzo, is my favorite. Felipe T favorite. Fonzo, he said, waste of time. Ooh. I go on to Harley. 
screw it that you can fuck her. I'm gonna say he. I'm gonna say he gave it a dollar. I'm gonna say, uh, Tonyo. I'm gonna say he also gave it a dollar. So those are the picks for me, Felipe T. Hope you guys have a Felipe T. Christmas or Felipe T. year and a Felipe T. <laughs> On to the episode. So he absolutely gets the the point for the accent. He he stuck with the Felipe. Right. Although it seemed like he was breaking into a Spanish Felipe T. There for a second, but <laughs> maybe that was the for, character. Right, right, Tintin. Um, but he only gets two points. Yeah. So that brings him up to 80. So he he came into this week with 87 and he leaves with 80. So That's what happened. That was it, right? That was all of them? That's, That's all. all we got. Yeah. I mean, we don't have any points for Reed and you know, he's got 22. He could double down. He could, you know, He'll be right up there. Yeah. I'm curious to hear what he thought about Krampus. <laughs> I think Reed listens. Art, Art was taking shots all day long. He's like, "Yeah, I, I listen to the podcast. I know." Oh, that's yeah. He was... That was great. Because uh, what if Reed calls in? He, well, he goes with Krampus. He just forgot to listen to this last week's episode and didn't know. And did the same thing that Nola does. Uh, I would give Reed a pass because <laughs> I know he's a devout listener. Oh, Tony hasn't changed it from Krampus to Tony yet, did you? I did. Oh, okay, I just gotta refresh that. Oh man, it's fucking funny. He's going to go on the website and go, what the fuck is this? No, no, Wait, man. I'm oh, oh I, I didn't save it. Here we go. And save. Okay, I was going to say, I think I just refreshed something. Nope, you're weird. right. You're right. There we oh, go. Oh, my God. That's too funny. He's going to go on there and go, what the fuck? It's Wait, wait, wait. I could have sworn it's a Krampus. Nah, dude, listen up. Nah, dude. It was Tenet through and through. Never was. I don't know what you're talking about. Three minutes. <laughs> I thought Harley was the one smoking weed. Yeah. All right, so 534, we thought of a good idea, right, Tony? What are we going to do for next week? Um, We are going to go through all the movies that came out in 2020 and try to figure out what our top five is for 2020, just live on the podcast. That's right. Right. So we won't have any homework next week? No. We're just going to do that. Since this this is the last show of 2020... We figured we give some. We'll do some brand new for the new episode for the new year, um, and we'll just riff on the year. Yeah, I think exactly. You know, I, I think twenty twenty was a pretty wild. A lot of people in twenty between Trump and the election and BLM and the fucking pandemic and yeah, yeah it's it's, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. So um, yeah, we'll do that, and then um, yeah. So how was your guys' Christmas? I'll go first real quick because, like I said, my start on Wednesday. Did that double feature. Thursday, Christmas Eve, I went to my parents' house. Had some tamales. My sister and, and Jono came over. We exchanged gifts. And then, um, I, if, oh, that's the thing I was going to bring up. I'm wearing my sweatpants that my sister got me. They're trick-or-treat sweatpants from the movie Trick-or-Treat. Got Sam on one side, the fun on the left side. Nice. And what's the last time you guys wore sweatpants? Uh right now yesterday the day before that the day before that the day before that i don't is this is this because of the pandemic or you just always rocking sweatpants at home no i'm since i've worked from home i have sweatpants on i go walk to the mailbox in sweatpants um the only time i don't have sweatpants on is the few times i've gone to the grocery store in the last six months why don't you wear sweatpants to the grocery store 
uh, you know, I don't, it just well, seems more course. seems more appropriate <laughs> to wear regular pants. So if it was Walmart, you would wear them. It's, <laughs> that's a, that's a... I, 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 Walmart's the last place in the world I'd go right now. It's a bunch of fucking anti-maskers, flat earthers up here in Siskiyou County. Like it's fucking the worst. You really go? I'm going to the grocery store. I got to change that. That's an excuse to dress up, man. Everywhere else. Yeah. Okay, that's funny. Yeah. What about you, Tony? Uh, I think what I wear are joggers, not sweatpants. The only sweatpants I did own, Lanny stole them. So, what's the difference? Uh, The the cut and the way the cuff at the bottom. Oh, then I have those. I have the joggers. I'm sorry, mine's are joggers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, mine are joggers because I have like a they're 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 tight. Not tight, but they're they, they're, they're not the traditional baggy sweatpants. Yes, exactly. The reason I'm bringing them up because I'm like I'm loving this the fucking joggers. Like, sweatpants. yeah, I'm like right. I haven't worn sweatpants in years, right? Um, we got, oh, because you're in Southern California, you wear basketball shorts. Yeah, exactly. I'm always wearing yeah. shorts. I'm super hot. I'm always wearing shorts. Never reason really to wear sweatpants or whatever. So, um, uh, we've got a lot of crew. Some for 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 like school when it's like he it gives in the morning. So it's always cold in the morning, or just to get him some sweatpants. And uh, and I'm like, man, they look so comfy, but I haven't worn them in so long. And then my, um, I told my sister that crew wanted these trick or treat ones. So when she saw them, she ended up getting me one. I hadn't even asked for them. So nice. that was pretty cool. So got two pockets and one in the back. And I'm like, huh, fucking yeah, pockets, right? might have so, pockets too. Yeah. yeah. So whenever I'm wearing my basketball shorts, I'm going to the store. Whenever I put my wallet and my phone, my shorts seem to f- start to fall down. Right, they start getting loose. Not with these fucking pants, man. They stay in place. So. I was going to the store today. I put my wallet, my phone, and I was walking, and they were right in place. I'm like, "This is fucking badass!" And not only that, but the joggers too, like uh, with like pants or sweatpants, they start to get you know. If I like to wear sandals, so if they start to get really bag in the bottom, they'll start to go under the sandal or on the feet. They'll start to drag. Now, fucking joggers, man, they stay in yeah. place. Yep. I fucking love it. I fucking love them. I'm like, it's like a revelation, man. So, so I go on cavity colors and buy me some other joggers today. I'm like, dude, I'm getting some more, man. I'm like, I'm. I'm all about these now, dude. I'm like, tomorrow, I'm I'm a world. If me and Denali going to book off tomorrow, I'm going to fucking wear them to book off. I don't give a fuck. I'm not like Harley. I got to wear some jeans. I'm tired of wearing jeans. I'm like, if I'm going to grocery store, dude, in fact, Harley, you're going to crack up about this. So this, this is my this is my ensemble. It's, it's I shouldn't even take a picture. I'm wearing my Captain Spaulding socks, right? <laughs> Those are blue and white. I got my Adidas sandals. And my Trick or Treat joggers are black and orange. And my Return of the Living Dead shirts is green. It's the, pretty much the cover of the, of the movie with the the punk rock zombies and the and the. So I'm like, I'm looking haggard as fuck, right? But I'm on vacation. Well, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm 41 years old. I don't give a fuck anymore. But when I was younger, I, if I was going to the store, I'd be like, you, I gotta wear a sweatpants. I gotta wear tennis shoes. I gotta wear this. I might wear a hat, or I even got a shower just to go. Dude, I don't give a fuck anymore at 41. I don't give a fuck. So I'm like green, orange, blue, whatever. I don't even care if I match. So I go in the TJ Maxx and I'm walking in. I'm looking for some other sandals because these are kind of wearing thin. So I go up to this lady. I'm like, um, do you guys have any guy shoes? I feel like there's only women's shoes. She's like, yeah, we don't really have that many guy shoes. We only have slippers. And usually the shoes go to Marshalls. I'm like, oh, Marshalls. Okay, you guys are kind of like their sister company or something. I don't know. But she looks down at me. And she goes, I'm loving this. I'm loving all this. And she's pointing at my shirt. I'm like, Damn, my whole ensemble. And I'm like, man, I'm just like right out of bed. Like, <laughs> and she's like loving this look, right? So I was cracking up. I'm like, here I'm thinking I'm looking, you know, higher to fuck. I told Amy that. She goes, who the fuck do I need to kick ass that works? <laughs> <laughs> Who's saying this about my man? I'm like, try to talk to my man. 
I want a t-shirt with that says I can smell your brains on the back. <laughs> fly as fuck though, but to me, I'm you know to any other person like look at this guy, green, orange, blue, the motherfucker ain't matching at all. Yo, man, your boy, as the kids would say, I was dripping, Harley. I got the drip. So it was drip. Apparently, you know, if I was a music, I'd be slapping right now too. Apparently, too, Harley. So just let you know. But dude, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, man, who the fuck knew? 41. I'm a fashionista. I had this shit going on. I don't know. So, anyways, but it's all it's all horror, right? Shirt, pants, right? Socks. All I'm missing was the 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 hat. The hat. Actually, the hat was uh, had a couple monsters on it. But anyways, I just thought it was funny. So, so yeah. So you guys are all. So bad boys is uh, sweatpants and joggers are certified slaters. Hell yeah! Well, here's the this is a big I reason with me. If you're super cold all the time. You'd be worried. That's it. I sleep with bulky socks on, uh-huh. joggers, and a long sleeve t shirt. Okay, like I because it's so cold in my house. How many blankets? Uh, two, but they're big and thick. Yeah. So it's it, the complete opposite. No, I, uh, well, I mean, I sleep in boxers, but I have two, I have two 20 pound, uh, weighted blankets on me. Oh, so you got big ass blankets too. What are you, autistic? Yeah. Fuck. Pr- yeah, pretty much. I... <laughs> 20 pound blankets? You did a fucking 50 pound person laying on top of you? And Jesus it's not Christ. enough, man. And it's not enough. Like, I, I have trouble sleeping. So. Why? Why? Like, I, I don't fucking point? know. I still haven't figured it out. No, 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 they figured out, but I'm like, the, why the blankets or why that type? Like, you, Tony like, is the Zodiac killer. That's why he has trouble sleeping. <laughs> Tony needs to be snuggled again, like, a, like a swaddle. I mean, swaddle. I need, like I need swaddle. Yeah, I need swaddling. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I need to get just so a. So, I need to get just that? a hammock that, like, you know, turns you, you into. Your mind's tamale. always thinking, huh? You don't relax, huh? Dude, the other it's it's it's. You ever try white noise and shit or anything? Oh, yeah. I have a white noise machine. It doesn't help. Okay. Um, no. I mean, it helps a little bit, but right. if if my mind, like, I have to I have to take melatonin, I have to take antihistamines, uh, I have to, and I have to take magnesium, um, I have to time oh, it right. Like, I have a, I have like have a... Have you thought about cutting back on your screen time, Tony? I've thought about it. It's just, I can't. <laughs> I've thought about it. Harley's like getting right to the floors. <laughs> Yeah. Just saying. Um, Harley, Tony seems like he's, he agrees. He's just like, yeah, yeah, no, but like, like I did. I was uh, uh, like over Christmas. I, I wasn't on the screen a lot, but I still had trouble sleeping. Uh, but well, I, blame, I, I think I you blame that to change your style for weeks, if not months, for you to see a real impact. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, I think no. Uh, I know that um, eating carbs fucks with my sleep. Sugar fucks with my sleep. Alcohol yeah. fucks with my sleep. Everything fucks with my sleep. Um, and then the other, like earlier in the week, before I even saw Tenet, um, I had a dream uh, about something about the nature of consciousness. And so I woke up thinking about that and I coming back to sleep. And then the next, like all, all week. Your mind's always going, Harley. Yeah, my mind's just always going. Tony, you need to, you need to get on uh, Sam Harris's uh his mindfulness waking up podcast or not waking up podcast, but his waking up um, meditation app. I need to sleep motherfucker. Why are you telling me to tell me to go wake up? Because no, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a meditation. Me and Chris have been doing it for like a month now, right? We meditate for like 10 minutes every day. And it just teaches you how to be, to not let your mind wander and constantly think about, 
unimportant things, right? Tenant, the fucking bills that are due, the the lady that looked at me funny at the grocery store, what I have to do for work, the fucking turtles. Like you, your brain is constantly thinking about a bunch of shit and you don't really have any control over what pops up into your consciousness. Right. And so, yeah, the, like, I, I could do that. I've done it. I've meditated. Um, it, I, I just, I can't do it when I wake up in the middle of the night and my brain trick, it like snaps on. It's like, fuck that, that, that I can't counteract that. Like I can't, I can't meditate and and get my brain back, back to sleep. Like well, no, I'm not saying using it as a sleep aid per se. Oh, um, I, I, we have a tendency. <laughs> to I have do a problem with sleep. <laughs> <laughs> we have a tendency to do it more in the evening. And then we, we, you know, oftentimes we'll do it like after dinner or something like that. But we don't go to bed right after it. But it is this sort of like, for us, I think it just brings us down. Like it kind of relaxes us a little bit, almost like how some people will use alcohol to a sense. Um, But but I sleep like a fucking champ. I mean, nobody sleeps better than I do. So I'm going to fucking brag and throw that shit in your face (laughs) all every week for the next 10 years, motherfucker. You're going to have to quit the podcast just to stop here. I'm I'm so fortunate where I sleep good. So I I I it's I'm, I feel bad for you that you your sleep sucks. You've kind yeah, of talked I've, about it before. But yeah, but I've dealt with it. Yeah, I've dealt with it for years. Yeah. So. When did it start? It's been a while now. It's been like twenty years. Maybe you're. Maybe you're. Did you go through a turnstile twenty years oh, ago? Oh, we're good for you and your father. <laughs> oh, we're good for what? you and your father. <laughs> uh Fonzo, your sleep sucks too though. You 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 had apnea though. Yeah. So but with my machine it helps. Uh but you still don't get eight hours a night kind of thing. No, right? Like six. Yeah, well that's that seems to be I think about the average between six and seven for most. most I'm really Americans. Tired, I'll go to bed early and I'll get like seven, you know. Yeah, so, see for me six is not not enough. Yeah, see. If I go to bed at, like late and I'll just get up super early. It's like, fuck, what the fuck am I doing? You know? And see, I consistently get eight and a half to nine. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. What about taking naps? I, I bet naps would help Tony, but he can't. I can't. Fucking... I can't sleep with light on. So okay. the daytime, it's really difficult to sleep during the day. Tony needs one of the fucking chambers that uh, Ben Affleck had in Daredevil. I would love a oh a sensory deprivation a sensory chamber. Deprivation chamber? Yeah. Fucking a, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Had one of those. Or I don't know if he still does. He probably does. Uh, Rogan. Rogan used to really? talk about it a lot. Yeah, yeah he loves. Sens- I totally get on board. I especially since we've been meditating now, so I can kind of like train my mind to to be mindful yeah. and and not wander. And a sensory deprivation tank would make that a lot easier because you wouldn't have. Well, I shouldn't say that because if your mind's going to wander, it's going to wander. Uh, for me personally, if I like if he's in the chamber and he starts thinking about it, like, I wonder how this works. I wonder what this is. What how this? Right. Yeah. No, because I've I've done the meditation where I can I can get out of my head, but it takes effort to get out of my head. Oh yeah, it's hard fucking work yeah. for sure. So that, and in, that that's not conducive to sleep, and that's all. Right. No, and in ten minutes in a ten minute meditation, I probably have. Half of that is real, 
meditating where I'm not lost in thought and I'm not having to remind myself to come back to the breath and, and, and focus on, you know, right now and not think about the past. I have a tendency to think about the past. I, my brain wanders into what happened earlier in the day. You know, that phone call I had with a customer or that interaction, that email I sent or that YouTube video I saw or, or something that happened years ago. My mind really wanders on the past. Chris, she says, when my mind wanders, I, I worry about the future. She's always thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. kind of thing so it's interesting how i i live in the past she lives in the yeah, future but... think about the future <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't want to know the shit i think of yeah, no i don't no i don't do you keep laying up or do you just leave when you can't sleep what's that do you keep laying up or do you just toss and turn do you just leave and get up? oh no she can sleep yeah, she, can, she can sleep through anything so, okay, so just, uh, not being bothered okay. yeah no she yeah, does, she's like bothered. the longest time i you know i was keeping amy up for my snoring so oh uh, no yeah. she has a hard time sleeping too though Mm. Constantly waking up and not taking forever to sleep. So, yeah, she's with you, Tony. She can't sleep. It's hard. Yeah, I, at least I don't need to sleep on my like stomach and my face anymore. Um, that I've been able to I've been able to work my way onto sleeping on my side instead of on my stomach. That oh, you always, you were always a stomach sleeper, dude. I was a, I was a stomach sleeper for most of my life. Uh, I don't think I've ever slept on my stomach in my life unless I was really? passed out from drinking too much. Really? Yeah, I've never slept on my stomach. You ever sleep on your back? Uh, I do occasionally. I'd say about 10% of the time I will roll onto my back in the middle of the sleep, and that's when I'll start to snore. But I am 90% I'm on my side. Wow. Yeah, the only time I sleep on my back is if I'm on the couch or if I fall asleep. Right. Like after building the trampoline with the kids guy. I, I I ate some lunch and I just fell asleep around my back. I was like, "Holy shit!" I passed out. But if I'm going to bed, it's always on my side. I can't I can't go on my back, even if I'm tired. It's weird. I fell asleep. I fell asleep watching that stupid Christmas Christmas Carol movie. It was like <laughs> we sat down. It was like seven o'clock in the evening, right? I mean, it was like I was sober. Like I mean, probably I probably had a lot of food in my belly, but. We started watching. I'm like, oh, this is cool. They're in Mexico. It's Tyrese. Why do I like Tyrese in this movie? I don't know. Uh, this is cool. And then all of a sudden it goes into the North Pole and I'm like. <laughs> I, know, I was watching it that night. Like one night I was trying to watch it at night. I'm like, honestly, I'm like, dude, fuck this. I, I got to watch this in the morning while I'm wide awake. There's no way I could watch this at night. I'm trying to remember everything. Yeah. So no, but yeah. So uh, Christmas Eve, my parents, and then Christmas at our house. Um, kids got up. They got up super early. They were so excited. I mean, they yeah. Um, uh, cruise new computers, loading games super fast, and the freaking first game he plays is Gem- Geometry Dash. I'm like, really, dude? <laughs> the fast computer you play in this game? Come on. He's like, yeah, look. And so he's loading up fast. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy. It loads up like in a click. It's insane how fast it moves. He's super happy. I mean, he's he got a new nice. mouse and new headphones where he can actually hear from both and not just one ear. Um, yeah. So he's been super excited. He's probably playing right now. Um. Uh, and then what else? The kids, uh, yeah. Uh, my neighbor came over, helped me put the trampoline. He, he's like, he's like, <laughs> my Amy's like, how did he trick you into getting in here? And he's like, I said hi. I'm like, he should have said bye. <laughs> hmm. I, I came by and just and helped. And now and the kids were super like, upset because the playset was gone. So when they jumped on it for a little bit, they got hurt. They're like, I hate this. This is the worst. Thing ever. It takes it takes a while to get yeah. used to a trampoline. Yeah, they, yeah, they great exercise it. though. Oh my gosh, yeah, they they hated it. But now, like since we've had it. Like four or five times, they'll, they'll you know they'll go out there and play, and they'll play that for a while. And so now they go to bed super like tired, which is great. Good, yeah, yeah. So it's it's fun to like just even if it's fighting or just even 
and Reverend Reagan, the uh, twins just have this fucking connection that's just unbelievable. Like best friends since birth, right? It's unreal, like the connection. Um, so they're sitting there, they're, they're laughing, they're doing their inside jokes, they're laughing. It's like their best friend. It's, a, it's, it's so cute watching them play. They're running around the tread, uh, the treadmill, the fucking trampoline, they're jumping. You know, I'm sure they work, like Rain can do good flips. River's the cutest thing. He like jumps and twists in the air and just falls down flat and cracks himself up. It's like not, uh, athletic or sporty at all. Like he just can't get it for so he's like, I can do a somersault and do that. So I'm like, okay. But at first he couldn't jump, sit down. And then get back up, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. That that move takes some yeah. skill too. Yeah. That, so you, but crew would do this: the jump, sit, knees, and stand up. And then they both started doing it. I'm like, see, look, you guys can all do it. So now that they can do that kind of stuff, and they're having fun, and and then today my my neighbors came over, and they uh, they're older, you know, ones in high school, ones in middle school, but. Uh, it was all four of them, and I'm looking at the trip. I'm like, I'm looking at the trampoline, I'm like, oh fuck, what's the weight limit thing? Is this gonna <laughs> okay? Because the, the the teenager he's jumping up really high, and I'm looking at the bottom, like, I'm like, okay, what's the weight limit on this thing? Like, how many people can be on here? Because you know, like Reverend Reagan weigh like 25 pounds, both of them soaking wet, so it's no problem with them. You, know? you can get several. I've seen, I've I've been 185 pounds and had two other adults on a trampoline before, okay. and we were all shit faced. And uh, and then I flew off and landed on my hip and woke up the next day with a black oh and blue God. hip. But yeah, this so is way back. You didn't have the net then. No, of course not. No. What's crazy? Like I think like back in the day, none of them had nets. None of them. Right? We just run and jump off or jump off of it into the. It's fucking crazy. I think about it now. Right. Yeah. And it's not difficult to get shot off of one if yeah, you're not exactly. paying attention. Right. If you're jumping, the other guy jumps right next to you. You can go fucking. You can flip out of there. Right, right. So yeah, so I gotta um, be careful for sure. You, a lot of people hurt their backs on them. Oh yeah, necks, everything. So oh, they've, yeah. Yeah, they've already gotten hurt a couple of times. And they get, and they cry, they leave, they hate it, come back, and they'll play it again. <laughs> Twenty minutes later. Exactly. Um, and then um, what's funny too, when I was a kid, I hated getting socks as a kid. Um, no, I love I, it. Yeah, you know, socks at work shirt, man. I'm, I'm like, let's go. It's fucking, it's on, dude. It's such the funniest thing ever, right? <laughs> um. And uh, what else did we do? Oh, yeah, and then on Saturday we had a little potluck. We played a little game, the dice game where you could roll and exchange little gifts. I won a calendar that uh, shows pooping pooches. Pooches? pooches poo- poops. Yeah, pooches. Like dogs pooping pretty much is a calendar. So Wow. And we won this COVID relief thing where it was like rubber gloves, masks, paper towels, and toilet paper. It was kind of fun. And a Starbucks gift card. Um, so it was just fun watching exchange gifts and then, and then watch the movie. Uh, but next Saturday, I'm going to start the um, the Karate Kid series because on Friday, this, uh, oh. Cobra Kai season three starts. So on Friday morning, I'm going to probably fucking plow through a bunch of those, man, because I've really enjoyed that series. Um, so uh, it's just cool that it's, it's back. Now that Mandalorian's done, we, I can focus on another show, which is cool. And um, I don't know if I can binge it through, but I kind of want to, but then I kind of don't, you know what I mean? So we'll see. But yeah, that was my Christmas, and then on New Year's we got a um, Amy. Went with, oh, Amy went to Walmart the very next day after Christmas, like super early in the morning. There was already a long line of all the women. Like she's like, oh, like three family vans showing up. Here come all the women, and they all beeline to the Christmas uh, section and like. Amy, oh, it's like Black Friday, but for Christmas stuff. Yeah. That makes Amy, sense. A bunch of Christmas uh, uh, gift wrap paper for super cheap. A couple. Uh, uh, she got some of the gifts for the exchange, and then uh, she got this hot sauce game, Tony. Where it's like I got two shot glasses, like six different hot sauces, and you spin it. Oh, I thought I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's part. She said that's what me and crew are gonna do for New Year's. So cool. 
should be pretty fun. Um, but yeah, that was mine. How, how what about you guys? Uh, yeah, what is this? It was Christmas Eve uh, with my family. Um, I told you, cause you said you guys were doing nothing. Then I see a big family group picture of your house. Well, like, so Fawn, Fawn works with my dad, and my sister works with my mom. So they're already exposing themselves the, mm. the, to, to their air. You know, they're working together. Um, so it's that's that's our bubble. Um, I mean, who knows? The other, isn't the other brother like on the East Coast or something like that? Yeah, he's over in uh, North Carolina. Okay. Um. So so yeah, so they just came over. Uh, Fawn came over with his wife Abby, and Edson was Jacoby and Jalen. Uh, it's the first time we had Jalen at uh for Christmas, I think. Um, really, really? I think so. I think normally we have. No, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but it was yeah. it was cool. It was cool to have him here. He was uh, he was playing with the turtles. Uh, we we had him feed the turtles and whatnot. He was it was it was pretty cool. Um, oh, nice. And uh, yeah, so we just had a, it was chill. It was super chill. Just had a quick quick little dinner, some ham and chicken, like n- nothing nothing fancy. Um, Did you have some mom's salsa? Uh, yeah, no, I love that stuff. I I eat oh. it like fucking cereal, man. Um, oh my god. <laughs> Joking like he was gonna pick it up and like slurp like a drink. Yeah, and I'm like he's in line. He, he could literally do it. Oh, yeah, I could do it. He gets a little drop of it and she's like burning up. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like it's almost not even hot anymore. It's just flavor. Oh my god, yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, yeah it's good. The whole thing, like yeah. Mm-hmm. If there's chips in there next to it, fuck. Yep. Before dinner was ready, I, that's all I kept eating was chips and salsa. <laughs> yes. Like, so good. For the market, and, yeah. So good. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that was Christmas Eve. Um, and then for Christmas Day, it was pretty chill. Uh, we went for a hike with Lanny's mom, and then we did a Zoom call with uh, her brothers and her mom. Mm. Um, and then that was it. Yeah, uh, we had Panda Saturday instead of Friday. It was our Christmas Day, um, after, after CrossFit, um, and yoga. So, yeah, pretty chill. Pretty chill weekend. Nice. And nothing crazy on our end. Um, you know, obviously it was just the three of us. Um, nobody coming, nobody going. Um, Mazzy gets a ton of ton of gifts from Chris's family and my mom. Oh, just a bunch of stuff, books. Um, she got this little like little robot that Chris's parents gave her. I think she even asked for it. She saw it on some catalog or something. It's just like a little robot that has a little motion sensor and it can balance on two wheels and you can control it with a Bluetooth app and like a little radio control robot. Um, what else she get? We got a big thousand piece puzzle of the world we're working on. So that's cool. Um, I got a funny coffee mug that says um, something about motorcycles. Like if if I'm not looking, nothing's more important than motorcycles. And then on the like the list of most important things in the world, like like working on motorcycles, riding motorcycles, Mm -hmm. you know, like you know, buying new motorcycles. And then at the bottom of the list is sex. So that was funny. Um, I got a. 30 pack of candy bars so i'll be swimming in fucking chocolate for the next six months 
Um, yeah, we got a lot of sweets. The neighbor sent us uh, sent us over a plate of sweets, so that was really nice of them. That's cool. Me and Chris never really get anything, get each other anything big on Christmas. Kind of like you know, I got her some paints and she got me the candy bar, and we always kind of go easy on each other, kind of thing. But yeah, Mazzy was just super happy. She had a. It was good. It was good. It was chilling. You know, watching movies. The weather sucks outside. So we went for a couple little walks here and there, but we didn't we didn't go anywhere. We haven't left the house besides to go for a walk. So, um, but uh, yeah, I, I had to work Christmas Eve at least the first half of the day. Oh, we lost power for an hour Christmas Eve. Um, during the day, it was kind of weird from morning to early afternoon. Um, I wasn't. I didn't. It didn't bother me because I got more batteries and inverters. I could run everything in the house. I could literally run the whole house off batteries. Um, uh, so I wasn't worried, but it came back on in an hour. So, um, yeah, what about you? Guys, you guys New Year's. You guys got what are you plans for New Year's? Nothing. Go to bed at ten thirty. Damn, for reals? Yeah, I never. I can never stay up. What about you, Tony? Uh, other than Lainey's birthday, um, nothing. Okay. I mean, and even then, for Lainey's birthday, we don't we we're not doing anything. We're just right. some Zoom calls, maybe some video games. Yeah, that's it. I know. Yeah, like I said, we're just gonna probably do the New York one, nine o'clock. <laughs> Watch that one. Watch the ball. Oh game. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I don't want to think about it. It's too close to get close to my end of my vacation that that day. So. <laughs> mm. I don't this last week so <laughs> I'm supposed to rain tomorrow so that kind of sucks so we'll yeah. see how the trampoline does with getting wet I'm like fuck third day out it's already gonna have rain, rain on it yeah that's it says UV protection all over the box but I don't know how it does I mean it's it's meant for outdoors I, it's gonna kind of get wet anyways they do really well yeah I've seen them I've seen a foot of snow sit on them I've seen them get beat by the sun it'll last years whatever the material they use I mean I'm sure there's probably cheaper ones um but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think um, because you don't cover them, right? Nobody has a cover for right. one, right. so yeah, it'll it can get rain. In fact, it you it gets wet and it gets slippery and it gets even more fun. Right. I thought that in the summer like, when it gets really hot, they're gonna be jumping on it. You get a hose on them and just get soak them. Yeah. You know. No, absolutely. They'll have yeah, a good time. My, my friend Jeff, he has one. He has like little misters on on the round. Around here. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, that's cool. It would just, you would use that. So, yeah. Imagine jumping off the trampoline into a pool. That'd be badass. Did that at Jeremy's house. Did you really? Yeah. He had a trampoline right next to his pool? Yeah. He had a trampoline for like a weekend or something. It was weird. Huh. I remember that yeah. trampoline. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had the kick-ass idea we were going to jump off the roof onto the trampoline into the pool. But oh. nobody had the balls to do that. Oh, his fucking kneecap ankles busting. <laughs> Man. Well, that's going to do it for episode 534. There you go, kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's your... Uh, your uh, Certified Slater for Krampus. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Hey, they had Krampus joggers if anybody wants. Yo. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, episode 534. Or, sorry, 530. Yeah, 534. It's in the books. Uh, like I said, everyone seemed to have a cool Merry Christmas for... You know this crazy year, and 
yeah so next year i said next week's episode we're just gonna go through the whole 2020 see what movies came out you know and uh come up with our makeshift top five because like honestly right now if you think about it like pretty sure tennis gonna be in tony's <laughs> yeah, right that's a good one to bet on it's a good one uh yeah bonus points as harley would say for someone to be the spoiler and, first, uh, oh yeah first two points spoil. to the first person to to blow donaldo's cover <laughs> and uh, yeah so we'll do that so no homework extra credits no betting so no points or well, just those points apparently so we'll have to wait another couple weeks to find out who crown a new champion but this has been the last episode of 2020 you guys yeah this is crazy we, we, ma- we made God. it not, you're not supposed to wish away time but I wish away 2020 mm. we made it we're all healthy we you survived know, all of boys survived you know? Ride together, we die together, so we. Yeah, no shit. Uh, we ain't afraid of no ghosts, we ain't afraid of COVID. I'm scared to death of COVID. <laughs> you're out there, you're, yeah, just be out there safe. Yeah. So, I mean, your boy Fonz, they ride together. Harley, we die together. MCP, bad boys for life.